Ladies and gentlemen, we are very honored to have you back here today. Where we're drinking the Pepsi, apparently. No, <laughs> and we're here for another episode of the Good Society. I'm your host, Thomas Ferrari. I am world famous for my French accent. <laughs> and we have here the lovely facilitator, Sarah, who's going to take it away. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DMs After Dark. Um, you might notice something a little different today. Uh, we're not live. Mm. Um, we are, we will be, uh, when you're watching this, we'll be in the chat uh, hanging out. Um, but we are not live streaming uh, just because life happens and we are six people who try and get together on a schedule and that is hard. Uh, so we're, we're testing this as a kind of backup uh, in case, you know, this needs to happen again. That way we can still get all of our games out uh, at the right time. Um, we definitely prefer it live so we can, you know, have chat and enjoy your ridiculous jokes. But every now and again, this might happen. Um so um, I guess a couple quick housekeeping things. Uh, if, if you like what we do here and you haven't listened to our podcasts, you totally should. Uh, they're pretty cool. And uh, every listen and review and rating really helps us a big deal. Uh, so we would really appreciate it. You know, even if you don't have to say anything here in the review, you could just give it some stars and put a smiley face in a heart. That would make my fucking day. Yep. Uh, uh, we, we, our podcast feed, by the way, is not just... Um, the episodes in audio format those will go up so you can catch up in podcast form if you like if you don't want to go watch a youtube video or if you're just on the run and you can put your headphones in um but yeah if you don't like my face or anyway yeah or corn Um, faces but also um we do have a separate podcast show called modified roles where we talk all things rpg from design to playing to dm advice things like that and we're we're goofing around with a few new ideas which um when you watch this tomorrow live and then by the time um, you know, this is out there in the world. We'll have at least one episode of Sarah's brainchild, one D six, one D four, which is a fun little, um, quick paced, uh, just topic show. It's, it, it was very fun to record and I can't wait to do more of them. It's, it, it's beautiful chaos. Um, the, the, the brief premise of it is, uh, before I stream, I roll a D six and whatever number is on there is how many of these fuckers I have to wrangle up for an episode between one through six, uh, which means I really don't hope I roll a one. Cause that means it's just me. And that's weird. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Uh, and then live with the amount of people I have, I roll a D four and that is how many minutes we each have to talk about a certain thing. I put a big timer on the screen and stress everyone out. Uh, and then we talk about about whatever topic we have for that episode. Uh, I don't have a set recording schedule for that. It's just kind of when we can. Uh, there might be a set recording schedule for it. I don't know yet. But tonight, we are here, pre-recorded-ish, back in good society. Um, before we dive into the recap, Jess, there was something we wanted to talk about briefly, yes? Yes. I was feeling a little bit uncomfortable about one of the rumors that we made, so I want to remove the rumor on Mindreth turning tricks for money. Um, yeah, and see if we can kind of replace it with another rumor. Bam. Yeah, um, absolutely. Truck from the record. Yeah, thanks. It is gone. Uh, and beautiful, beautiful use of the uh, the X slash lines and veils. Yeah, good, good stuff, sure. right? It's a good X yeah. guard moment. Yeah, I yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Amber, that was your one to create. So do you have one to replace with? 
I have an idea, <clears throat> especially considering what happened to Windrith's father at the ending of the last episode. I would like there to be a rumor that her father is actually faking his disability because he is avoiding war crimes in his home country. Oh, that shit. Is so much fucking Ooh. worse. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's juicy. All oh, that's right. so I much worse. Man, Ludwig is going to be all over that. Nice. Ludwig probably made it up, bastard. Giving probably Ludwig did. ammo because I really want him to make my fucking day, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, he's he's gonna. He's gonna make it last Ludwig's, fucking day. Ludwig's gonna die. That's also <laughs> giving uh, Ludwig more credit than I think he's due. But at the same time, it's a good... No, uh, Lud- Ludwig did not come up with that rumor. He's too stupid. He, he, he's just gonna do... Yeah, Feed off of it, as, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's a rude. <laughs> Who did come up with that rumor? It's gotta be Society. somebody with malicious intent. No, it's not just gonna Sometimes be... That, yeah, that's, like, it just, that's like a British person in general thing. Like, oh, look at this poor yeah. person. It's pretending to be people just like here look at somebody with a disability and they're like oh that person can walk they're fine like right. you're faking <laughs> that they're yeah. milking the system or something mm-hmm. people are rotten <laughs> they do they suck people really it's suck true. invisible disabilities are real fuck you uh so and, and Windrith's father is like extremely visible he had a yeah, it's like a tbi yeah. like <laughs> yeah that guy ain't faking yeah so in lieu of a recap, I wanted to go around at each character, give a brief reintroduction to the character and what happened to them last episode. Uh, does anyone want to go first or should I pick a random? Team Chaos is random. <laughs> I, can go, I can go first because Xavier hasn't really done too much. <laughs> Xavier. Typical yeah, uh, so Xavier just kind of came with Edith and escorted him to the uh, Harvest Festival. Uh, he was a little bit nervous about um, some of the things that Edith uh, wants to do <laughs> at the <laughs> festival. And he was just like, all right, as long as this doesn't fall on me and you're safe, we'll, we'll be fine. Uh, and Xavier kind of met up with his uh, secret lady friend um, and sat with her during the circus show. Um, yeah, I don't remember too much else that Xavier was doing. I, I think I had more fun playing. Barnyard, barnyard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you did play a lot of future part of it, Parliament leader. Party. Yes, exactly. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that was Xavier. Yep, just enjoying the festival with his lady friend. And you wrote a letter at the end too, Xavier, right? I did. I wrote a letter to Lord <laughs> Remington. You and like everybody else. else. Yes, I know. Remington. Oh, I mean, the, the, your mail, sire. the man <laughs> of highest station in this story is yes, certainly somebody who's returned. going to be, yeah, held to responsibility. And, you know, there's, there's expectations, Mr. <sighs> Lord Remington. Remington doesn't really do expectations. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, uh, Xavier wrote a letter to Lord Remington, just uh, letting him know how well Edith was doing and uh, what a strong, capable person she has become. Or she is. Which Remington read, but did not respond since he was so inundated with mail. Carpet, carpal, <laughs> carpal tunnel sets in. Oh, that's right. Very wholesome, Xavier. Half of them you yes. open it up and it was a serious right. XMN. Ah. <laughs> We've been trying to reach you for regarding your carriage. Oh, God. <laughs> RNG. Um, I, I'll go next if that's okay, because yeah. Jess yeah. mentioned yeah. Uh, Xavier 
accompanying Edith to the Harvest Festival. Um, my character Edith is uh, now a 16-year-old girl, a uh, heiress uh, with a title, um, and a lot is expected of her in the coming months. And this Harvest Festival was a big kind of deal for her. So last time I showed up fashionably late on Xavier's arm uh, and like to play instigator a little bit, um, along with some things that I'm, you know, Edith is working out on her own. Um, but one of the main things she was going to do was uh, try and find a way to push Xavier off in the direction of a one Martha Moore, uh, because Edith very much enjoys, one, watching Xavier squirm in those conditions, and two, uh, watching a relationship form. Like, it, it's something that, as a young noblewoman, um, she's probably been told vagaries about and probably gotten the wrong kind of impression really um and watching it unfold in front of her eyes is both entertaining and enlightening um but for herself edith uh i spent last session visiting the stables once i got rid of xavier on my arm who is my um he is my governor he is my teacher basically um and chaperone but once i pawned him off on martha i went to the stables to visit windrith who is a potential love interest, a um, confounding sort of um, budding relationship to Edith. Um, and uh, yeah, so I spent a little bit of time with her before I was interrupted by um, Catherine, who needed Windrith for some horse talk. And Edith spent the rest of the time, uh, unfortunately, on the arms of Barnyard Barn. <laughs> Barnard, a young a young up-and-coming new money um man named barney gillingham who is basically kind of been um nudged and it, it's kind of you know it's we're being drawn together by society as a very good setup uh for him he gets a title and a track to parliament for me i get a uh influx of a young yeah a husband but also um promising with young money you know what i mean mm -hmm. um with new money so it it's, looks good on paper but it it doesn't feel right in edith's heart so when she finally saw her father at the uh lord remington enter the circus tent um she quickly attempted to warn him or say please don't set me up with this boy i can't before... imagine why barney is lovely <clears throat> yeah barney is lovely barney's lovely for sure for someone maybe not edith um one day you'll make someone happy. And then Just as me. and then as Remington, his um his butler, I don't know what you'd call him, um, solicitor, Jeff Joffrey. Joffrey. Yeah. Um Barney Joffrey. and uh, Joffrey. and my minor connection, uh Paul got into a conversation about business and opportunity. Edith dipped out uh very casually, just kind of, oh, the boys are talking money and business. I'm going to eat. And uh, I'm going to yeet the beautiful Regency slang. <laughs> yes. I shall yeet. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love uh, that. Let's take a quick yeet about the pond. <laughs> yeet on me later. Is, oh, 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 no. That. Oh, no. No, that's, that. I believe maybe that's yeet on me later. And that's recorded. Okay. Um, yep. Yeet on me later. Um, and then my <laughs> other connection, was, or my other character, my minor uh, character is Paul. Um, who got himself involved in a potential uh, scandal, becoming a you know, whiskey baron, uh, becoming a, a, yeah, so. He's, and tried to fix a horse race. I stopped watching yes. to watch this horse for five fucking minutes. Yeah, Paul, is. Paul is a young man who is out to prove himself despite having a family with all the money in the world that he'd never have to do anything. 
Um, and he is fucking it up every step of the way. <laughs> uh, well, spe- speaking of Paul, why don't we bop on over to, to, to Catherine, the other Ives child? Yeah, I'm playing Catherine Ives, Paul's older sister. Uh, recently widowed, um, her family, as uh, as Rainey mentioned, is uh, quite wealthy. Uh, they're, they're new money. They made their they made their fortune in the horse breeding business. Uh, the Ives horses are fa- uh, internationally famous. Even uh, there are Ives horses in the King's stables. They're highly sought after. They're incredible animals. They win lots of races. They have lots of prestige. They are status symbols. So quite a bit of money, but uh, it wasn't too long ago in her family. Her grandfather was the one that sort of started that from humble origins. So they're not so uh, they're not so far removed from an ordinary life that they've become incredibly stuck up just yet. But still, Catherine has never done a day of hard labor in her life. She does, however, enjoy working with the horses personally. And um, she's getting back to that after the tragic death of her husband, uh, still wearing her funeral black. Uh, she's accompanying her brother because she's incredibly protective of him. Um, and she doesn't want to see him get eaten alive in a society that she knows all too well can be quite vicious for all the pomp and circumstance. So she's keeping an eye on him as we're going through and enjoying the festival. But also, she can't resist beautiful horse. She is her father's daughter. Um, and there was an incredible animal that she saw in the stables. And uh, once she saw this stallion, she just had to know who the owner was. During the, uh, during the introductory event with the, uh, with the circus, um, a masked rider came out and did several, uh, several riding tricks and stunts and whatnot on this magnificent animal only to reveal himself as Lord Remington Harcourt. Shit, it's someone with money. <laughs> um, undeterred and determined to get her hands on that horse one way or another, Catherine wrote Lord Harcourt a letter offering a friendly wager. Um, a race. If Catherine's horse wins the race, uh, Lord Harcourt is going to grant her family stud rights to the animal for a year. If Harcourt wins the race, Catherine will make an introduction to his daughter, to between his daughter and her younger brother. Um, we'll see how that goes. Paul also, this is the same race Paul is trying to fix right now. She, there's no communication going on. So I'm sure that's going to fuck up. Glorious. <laughs> like, Everything, everything's coming up, Paul. For the family and the business, neither speaking to each other about it at all, just making plans behind each other's backs. <laughs> It'll be lovely. Uh, meanwhile, Martha, uh, who is having a fling with the much younger Xavier and just enjoying herself in the festival and sort of the liberty that comes with being a woman past marriageable age and free of all those expectations set with her own money, able to do what she wants. So she's enjoying her little romance with uh, with Xavier, who is a nerd, <laughs> a complete nerd. He's so embarrassed uh, and so shy and she's terribly amused by this, but nonetheless, he's quite taken with her and she enjoys the attention. They attended the grand opening together um, but Martha was quite shocked to, at the reveal of our masked rider here because it is an old flame from her past. Lord Harcourt is no stranger to her, though they have not spoken in quite some time. Uh, she was shocked by his appearance. He usually travels and has been away for ever, leaving other people to raise his daughter. <laughs> um, but he is back. And uh, with Xavier on her arm, she is not quite sure what to make of that. But it did shock her. And she did dramatically drop her drink. 
Xavier did not notice. <laughs> I feel like I should go next since like yeah, that's the last thing. Yeah, let's pop this yeah. over to Remington. So, uh, I mean, you've heard a lot of what Remington did already. Uh, Remington has been away traveling. Uh, he's the sort of lord that travels and goes off and does things. Uh, so he was exploring Canada and Russia and took up with a circus and thought it would be fun. And so traveled back to town with the circus because Lord Remington does things like that, uh, mostly to embarrass his daughter. Um, but the horse is his. It's a nice bay that he got um, out traveling. Uh, and he he made his big reveal. Uh, he did see Martha, although it has been many, many years uh, since he's seen her. She is still as beautiful as ever. Uh, and he saw his daughter uh, who begged him not to <laughs> not to introduce him to Barney, but that's something they need to talk about now that she's of marriageable age and she's, this is her, this is her big, this is her big uh, debutante uh, affair. Um, but he's also needs to talk to his solicitor, Joffrey, who uh, Troy is playing because traveling around the world and funding expeditions costs like money. Tips. Put your hat down, man. <laughs> and Lord Remington isn't the best with money and money's that's probably running for. out. Yeah, that's what Joffrey, he just trusted Joffrey and spent the money. And you know what? When Edith wanted something, he had got something. And that's expensive. Edith so wants a circus now. Uh, Joffrey hey, cries Daddy? all the time. Dad. Papa, Papa. This is yours, darling. Yeah, so it's darling gets what darling wants. Uh, so that's where Remington is. And then he got back to his manor and was absolutely just inundated with mail. Uh, one of which was was the bet with Catherine, which he, which he uh, is a betting man. So he'll always take up. Uh, one was a nice one from Xavier about his daughter, but he hasn't had a chance again to reply to that one. Uh, because my secondary character, Ludwig, also intercepted some mail last time. And Ludwig, Ludwig McSnore uh, is an asshole, uh, is the best way to put it. And um, he is the creepy-ass landlord to Troy's character, Windrith. Uh, and he's trying to creep on her, uh, which I did. At the beginning of uh, our episode last week, <coughs> and then and then, inter- and then intercepted a letter offering her employment at Barnyard Bonnie Monahams <laughs> Stables uh, because Ludwig wants her poor, and because uh, he'll have more leverage over her that way. I actually meant to but, check in on this. Uh, Ludwig mm-hmm. intercepted Barnard's letter to Wintrith. Correct. Yes. Edith also wrote and then, a letter. Uh, replied as Windrith saying no. Yes, but Windrith, Windrith sent a letter to Lord Remington about and her Joffrey feelings for Edith. <laughs> and Joffrey opened that one. Yeah. Joffrey intercepted that one. Mm. That's correct. That was a, that was a good letter, by the way. Guys. It was letter, a great letter. If you haven't read it, you gotta go back. Listen. I have yeah. yeah, I and didn't I as Edith write a letter to Windrith, um, you did, you yes. did, yeah, yeah, veiled as concern for her father, but uh, yeah, but written more, to, yeah. um, but that was not intercepted, or was that intercepted? No, well? it wasn't intercepted. Okay, so that nope. got through. Sweet, yeah. And speaking of uh, Windrith, yeah, so uh, I am playing uh, Windrith Ellingsworth. Um, she is one of five. Uh, She has four younger brothers in her family. She is not from good society. She came here from Scandinavia uh, with her family um, after they, uh, after her father was injured in the war. Um, She is a soldier. She was a kennel uh, stable master in in the war. So she took care of the horses, um, worked on training them, um, feeding them, keeping them healthy, 
um, that kind of stuff. And uh, because of that, she has really hit it off uh, with um, Amber's character, Catherine, right? Ives? Yes. Um, They get along very well because of their love for horses. horses. Um, She also, as uh, Christian alluded to, has a landlord, uh, Ludwig, who essentially, he did help their family get here um, and gave them like a small plot of land and a very modest, like, little shack of a house. Um, and he's been basically using any leverage that he can to manipulate her, uh, and try to leverage what he's done for her family against her. She's kind of the cornerstone for her family because her father is, um, nonverbal and he's, he's disabled after his injury essentially. Um, and Windrith's mom is just exhausted with life from trying to raise the family. So, um, Windrith has kind of taken over in that role. Um, Windrith also has fallen, uh, madly in love with Edith and, um, she laid as, it bare y'all last. Yeah. Again, last yes, episode. she did. Yeah. And that letter. Windrith is not, yeah, she, she is not a lot of things, but she ain't no coward. <laughs> yeah. She's not, she's not privy to the good society, uh, ways. And, um, yeah, she laid it bare. She, she told, uh, Lord Remington how, you know, he's traveled to Scandinavia. He's been to her home country. And how he's seen the way that the, you know, the dew um, covers the verdant green hills, you know, in the morning's rays and how that reminds uh, Windrith of Edith's eyes and how she reminds uh, Windrith of a simpler time before the war and before the world went to shit. Um, So, yeah, she really kind of just laid it bare. Um, At the end of the carnival, after the grand finale, um, Windrith's father had a seizure. And uh, they had to leave the carnival that night. So they had to leave early um, to go home and take care of uh, her pa. Um, And when we were all doing the letter phase, um, she actually rode out with her father to like this little tiny like meadow, this little secluded area that they go to. And it was in the dark of night. So the only thing that was, you know, they had a little shitty lantern and the light of the stars uh, in the sky. And she was writing the letter and reading the letter out loud to like her father. Um, And it was just a really... uh, I don't know. I just pictured that as a really cinematic moment for her. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Oh, uh, side note. So um, Joffrey intercepted uh, Windrith's letter to uh, Lord Remington and he replied um, saying that he wanted to meet with her and Paul at the Ives estate. Or I'm sorry, he replied to Paul saying he wanted to meet him at the Ives estate. Yeah, I think it was at a time he knew Windrith would be at a time he knew Windrith would be there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that was also something that that they uh, that they organized. Yeah. And Paul is a whiskey baron. And Paul's to be. That's right. Paul. Yeah. Paul wrote the letter to the uh, The Johnson Johnson brothers. Yeah. 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 Oh, I wrote that down. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. That's all I got. I think we're good. So um, we are moving into uh, the second half of the cycle of play, which is the secondary novel chapter. Um, I believe we had discussed that this was going to be a visitation chapter with mm-hmm. an event at the end being the second horse, the, the horse race. Um, and then depending on how things go, this might be the end of the game or we might have one more uh, half a cycle after us. Not sure. We'll find out. Um, so, uh, in terms of visitation, where do we want to start? 
remind what what is dissertation again remind me quickly we're running around to each other's houses and estates and oh yeah that's that's basically what it is instead of um (laughs) instead of everyone being at one place uh like they were at the festival that's an event visitation is bouncing between each other's houses we are making calls to one another's estates I think it might be good to start with Remington and Edith oh, just because okay. they're in the same house anyway. Oh. Uh, so they're, they don't even need to visit. They breakfast. could just be eating, eating <laughs> breakfast. Yes. I don't know mm. if the big English breakfast is a thing and in the Regency period, but that's something Remington would eat for sure. They're eating a scone or something. No, he's got the full English, man. Beans and sausage and eggs and tomatoes, all that shit. I think Xavier would probably be there too. Not, not um, eating with you both, but he probably lives... Yeah. On your estate. That's fine. You can be there for breakfast. Actually, yes, you were invited to breakfast uh, by, yes, because you sent a very nice letter. Yes, 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 I know. I remember. That's right. Oh, and, and honestly, <laughs> Xavier probably takes his meals with Edith when Lord Remington's not here anyway, right? Yeah. Um, as a household, like as we are, you know, it's probably. Xavier, you're a good etiquette teacher. Does he know? All the etiquette. Does he make sure she uses the right forks and stuff? Right, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. On the outside, work your way in. Yes. You know, yeah. it's probably it's probably something along the lines of Joffrey. You know, um, it, it, if Joffrey can be bothered to sit down for breakfast, he's probably panicking first thing when he wakes up. But um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Xavier and Edith probably take their meals together, so it would make sense that mm-hmm. he'd be there if we want him in this seat. Sure, I think maybe if you don't mind arriving a little bit later. Yeah, I think there's totally some fine. That, there's he's, some, he's some sleeping off the Lefroig. Yeah, <laughs> there's some there's some father daughter stuff that has to be talked about. I love it. So uh, yeah, so Lord Ravington's just eating. He's <clears> up <throat> early. He's eating his big breakfast already. And I would say Edith probably just arrives. Yes, uh, Edith arrives a little later, having you know to be presentable when she leaves her you know bedchambers and. Uh, comes down with her hair all done up from one of the uh, one of the, the handmaidens and whatnot and just uh, walks down to breakfast and looks around sees the full English and kind of just picks at a few grapes or something you know like some just a few small things like looks this is not typically what is uh the spread when Remington's not here so she's like and he's just like knife and fork chowing whole piece of ham just like, no, he's not disgusting, but he's knife and fork chowing. Xavier's probably Point actually gotten there early and is just like sitting there unsure of what to do because Edith's not here. Gray, he's very gray. Okay, actually, we can do that. Let's let's say that Xavier's already there. That's and actually so, really funny. That is, and he's eating, and Remington, Remington is is just like um. Yeah, I just, I, after that wonderful, wonderful letter you sent, I just had to invite you over to have well, a spot of tea and some food. Oh, eat, eat. Thank you. That was, that, that was very most kind. Um, not necessary at all, but I, I appreciate the meal and the wages and um, Edith is doing very well. Yes, so I've heard. I'm very proud of what you've I, done with her. I, I just wonder where she is right now. She runs a little late. Um getting ready probably um or you know doing this on purpose who knows <laughs> or doing this to spite me meanwhile meanwhile standing uh like ju- you know around a door corner just listening going oh here it is here it comes here it comes this <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Yes. So, um, I noticed you looking at the horses yesterday. Oh, me? Yes. Oh, I, I mean, I, I don't know. At too... the show, I saw you. I saw you in the audience. Oh yes, I've never been to a circus before. Um, really? You, you ride quite well. Yes. Oh well, you know. Oh, he saw you with his old wing. <laughs> something, something uh, you pick up when you, you know. I grew up with it. So. What was her name? Martha Moore. Yes. Don't even remember her name. You don't deserve her. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, yes, I, I, I noticed. Are you are you an old friend of Martha's? I, I noticed you. Um, oh, you oh. looking her, her way from time to time. did notice. Uh, yes, I've uh, Martha and I know each other. Yes. I'd like to spend a resolve token to, for once in his life, Xavier grows a backbone on this one and stands his ground on Martha. Ooh. Ooh, snap. What do you think, Jess? I mean, I'll take it, but I don't even know what that's like. I, it doesn't have but to be. It doesn't I, have to be aggressive. Know, Martha, you're like, yes, uh, we are courting. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. I like it. I like it. It doesn't have to be aggressive, but like yes, yes. mostly just like you know, I, I would love for a Xavier to stand yes. up to his okay. uh, employer. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah. So uh, Edith, give one to Xavier. So you just uncheck a box on your screen, and then just check a box on yours. Okay. All right. Ba-boom. Oh, yes. Uh, Martha, an old friend of yours. You know, she's she's doing quite well herself. She's moved on quite a bit since then. Excellent. Grown and all that. Grown? Haven't we all? I don't know, have Grown. we? Old. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Fucking nerd dagger. stares at you for that one. My, my apologies. I just mean, well, you've been gone for quite some time. I... I Tell me about your travels and and you ah, must well, have seen yes. the world. Parts of it, not all of it yet, but parts of it. Canada was where I was recently. Uh, then I came back. Uh, a country, I hear. No, very friendly people. Very friendly people. There are uh, no everybody's books your buddy or your guy or your friend. Uh, <laughs> the monkeys are quite exceptional. <laughs> I was gonna. <laughs> I was actually gonna say uh, when he mentions having just recently come back from Canada, if that's okay for Eve to make her entrance. But yeah, so you guys yeah, tell me. Sure. No, no, and, go ahead. And she would walk in, and that's when she would be like, "And uh, tell me again, Father, Papa, uh, Father, what did you bring me from this Canada?" They call it bacon. Canadian they call bacon. it bacon. It's right here. Maple yes. syrup. Yes. <laughs> like regular uh, bacon, but worse. The horse that I got and bought here, uh, the bay. For me. Canadian. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> you pushed a Mountie right off of him. <laughs> In the name of Universal Healthcare, in the uh, name of Her Majesty, and he just took the horse. Um, wow, yeah, I'd, Edith would. Um, actually, that's great. Edith would. Um, her her eyebrows would rise for a moment, and she would realize what that means, and she would say, "Like, then would it fall to me to find people to care for this horse?" Of course, it would be yours. Well, I'm going to have to learn a few things, but I believe uh, there are a few connections that I made recently that uh, could do well. Have you heard of the Ives oh, family and their... Very good idea. Monologue. Monologue. 
right when you when you find out you're getting the horse monologue monologue yes yeah. i mean anyone can spend a monologue token. are you using your monologue token on edith so, no well no i was gonna say sarah posted in the chat we made the canadian bacon joke she said canadian bay hat like hyphen con yeah he's a canadian bay con yeah like oh, he conned yeah. some man out of this bay and I wanted to, I wanted to monologue how that happened. Oh, you want but, a Remington story uh, about how yeah. I got the oh, horse? Oh, you want a Remington story about how I got the horse? Yeah, yeah. And it has to be a Canadian Bay con. Like you had to con somebody out of it, whether it was fucking like, A, man. Okay, <laughs> give me a monologue so I get something no, no, for this, right? Fucking no. Bay, man. Fucking. I'm gonna bay, spend. Man. I'm gonna spend a monologue token to do this. I don't this, know if you okay. get one. I think it's just. Don't I, I get token, something right? if someone spends one on me or no? Nope. So what happens no. is uh, uh, <laughs> Troy would use his monologue token and then you would get uh, underneath uh, your resolve token. So it'll be something that says, have you monologued this cycle? You would change that to yes. Okay. Um, and in mm -hmm. terms of, I'm going to briefly switch cycle in to game in our case, because yeah. we're only doing so many episodes. Okay. Otherwise, are you sure? Because that's like that's kind of a silly monologue. I could I could use I could do a better monologue later. There's a lot going on. Well, we have another uh, monologue token for our side characters too, right? We each have two. Uh, side characters do not have monologue tokens. Oh, oh they don't. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Uh, I was just gonna say, Christian. Like, oh wait, can you only monologue once per game? Then yes. Technically, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. char each character can only monologue once per game. Correct. Yeah. Okay, then, no, I won't. I won't use it on that. Never mind. Okay. Right. That, that would be I, funny. Yeah. I thought but we no. each had one token. But no, if gotcha. you want to spend a resolve token and have me just tell the story, I would. Hmm. And can that I could be that? a way to still yeah, do resolve it. Resolve token. You feel the need because monologue is monologue would be Remington talking about like his feelings about conning a mounty out of the sure. horse. But okay. the resolve token is just forcing me to tell a stupid story about Canada again. I'm sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend a here's <laughs> what I'm gonna do. So I'm gonna spend a resolve token of Joffrey's and I'm gonna have you monologue this. And uh it, it has to do with con like conning in one way or another. Conning a Canadian out of the horse. And yeah. he's gonna and he's gonna come in on the very end of that, hearing about you conning somebody out of money, and then he's gonna be like, the estate has hope yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So yes, the bay. Uh actually, you know, I don't I don't believe I have given it a name yet. Believe it or not, I've just been well, calling it a bay. Edith, right? Should I've said, oh, old bay. Yes, oh, no. with everything. The horse's name is Clamboyle. <laughs> <laughs> Father, can I please oh. rename the horse? Of course, of course. It's your yes. horse. Of, a horse is a horse. Is your horse? The horse, of course, is my horse. I would rename the horse. Of course, is your horse. You can name the horse. Thank you for hearing. So, oh my gosh. I heard it. I heard it too, Sam. Can you so imagine a horse race and like I'm betting on and universal, universal healthcare? Yes, because race horses have the wildest fucking names because they all have to be different from one another. So you can't have two race horses with the same names. So jumping would be a good name for a race horse. So, um, so there I was. I was in Canada. Saskatchewan was the name of the place. Horrible place. Bunch of dirty little people. So anyway, I was there. And they have these, these, these policemen, they call them Mounties, right? And so I was, I was in a bar, everybody was drinking, everybody was having a good time, and they have this sword axe throwing. Fascinating, barbaric, interesting, very similar to darts. I, as you know, at university, was an expert dart player. So I start betting with these people, and I've come to realize that, number one, they're not that smart. And number two, I'm much better than all of them at it. So what I did was I threw a bunch of games. I just lost. And each time I lost, 
I said, oh, no, let me try again. Let me try again. And so finally, I had this Mountie very, very, very confident in himself that he could beat me, right? Uh, so at last, I, I wagered, uh, well, you know, my gold pocket watch and my ring. Uh, I wagered them. Oh, last things I had, right? The family ring with the signet crest on it. This is when Joffrey walks into the room. <laughs> against his horse, Old Bay. And of course, I just demolished the man and took his horse. He told me I was not his buddy guy afterwards, but I didn't care because I took the horse. Oh, Joffrey, good morning. <laughs> Joffrey's like, you met Xavier, right? Wonderful chap. Joffrey's like, you had you oh, hired yes. him. What am I thinking? Oh, yes, Xavier. Hi. Oh, gosh. I do have the worst uh, headache. Uh, are those <laughs> fresh strawberries? <laughs> Little rancid, but go for it. late in the season, no? Oh, we must have paid a fortune for these. <laughs> he pops one into his mouth. <laughs> Don't waste money. So how go things, Joffrey? Ah, yes, things go well here at the Remington Estate. Um, You know, I've been meaning to talk to you about your travel plans coming up. You said you were anticipating going uh, somewhere else very soon? Australia. Oh, Australia. Okay, yes. Um, it's where they send the criminals. Can't wait to see it. So you're leaving sure. again. That will be fascinating. Not right away, but... But uh, soon. Well, I have to see to Edith here. Perhaps we can postpone these plans for just a little bit. I'm sure that Edith wants to see you and spend some time with you. You've been gone for so long. Istanbul to Canada, Scandinavia. Russia. Russia. Uh, yeah. That's why I met Tomas, actually. Tomas, yes. Yes. Yes, Mr. Fackery. We heard about uh, Mr. Fackery. Yes, Father, um, regarding your exploits, one, uh, you and this Thomas, how close are you? Uh, oh, the tea is ready. I'm going to go get that. And he hurriedly walks out of the room. I would be interested in learning more about uh, the, the circus itself and its uh, potential um, acquisition. It seems like a, uh, just a, We should a, just buy the whole circus. You want to buy the circus? Is that what you're saying? Well, I, uh, I'm i not one for business. You know, I've been schooled in many things, but finances are not one of them. But I believe that uh, I did see them collecting quite a bit of coin from each of the people going in uh, last night. It's, you know, and it keeps things interesting, I think. It does, but it's a hard life. Believe it or not, people don't like the circus. They think they're thieves. Father, I would not be joining the circus. You understand? <laughs> it would simply be something under our control. <laughs> I'd be making to invest in. <laughs> I mean, we can talk with Thomas, but it is his family circus. He's been running it for quite some time. You seem quite well acquainted to Thomas. Yes, we go way back. Why? No, I'm just wondering how such a unique relationship formed. At this point, Joffrey walks into the room. Would you like to hear that story? He hears you're still talking about this, and he's like, "Oh, I need more teacups. Sorry, I miscounted." And he runs back out like, "God damn it!" Well, Father, uh, I'm going to go get acquainted with my new horse, and I would please beg you uh, to stay longer than last time. Uh, a mere month is not long enough for a, a daughter to bond with her father. And Fair enough. Dear. I wink, and just, I wink at Xavier. Yeah, Xavier's just looking at you like, please don't leave. Please don't leave. Yep. And I wink at Xavier and I just say like, 
oh, new toys, and I leave. Oh, wait, darling, one thing. <laughs> yes. There's only there's one, just one minor, minor bit of business about the horse. I bet Catherine Ives that it would in a race. Uh, do you have a have rider for this race? Or do I what now? Uh, do we do we have a rider for the race? We do not. Well, Father, I would hope that do you, you know don't someone? make a bet. I've got tips. Yeah. Um, Edith says, I will make inquiries about the town. I trust your judgment, daughter. And I get a very devious smile because now I get to go to town. And Edith leaves. Okay. Solid. Savior, we should drink. Doffrey, get some drinks. Uh, Yes, of course. I'm afraid I I don't really indulge in... Tell me you're a Puritan. Come on. It's like eight in the morning. Joffrey <laughs> walks in and plops some Lafroy down in front of him. No, oh, there it is. Uh, you know, perhaps. Hair of the dog, my boy. He just takes, <laughs> he just takes the, the thing out of the bottle again. <laughs> just, pour, <laughs> it just pours you a glass, like right. Just oh, right oh, in hair of the dog, my boy. Oh, and then drinks the out of the bottle. Oh, oh. You know, perhaps Edith really shouldn't go into town alone, you know? Why? It's a wonderful town. Sure, sure. Is Joffrey well acquainted with Xavier? Yes. Been, yeah, yeah, you pay me. Yeah, you hired yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Pay Joffrey, me. Joffrey looks at you and, and he goes, She has to manage a brand new horse. She doesn't need to manage you as well, Xavier. Come on now, drink, drink. <laughs> Thank you. You are both like most mixing drinks. You're kind. Like it's called a blowjob. <laughs> Xavier just dies. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. We invented the blowjob cocktail about that about five hundred years too early. <laughs> um, if I am if I am reading what was sent to me correctly, um, Ooh, secret messages. Yeah, oh, it's not secrets in the general chat. Um, it, would it make sense for Windrith to have been summoned to the Ives Estate? Yes. Yeah, yeah, first. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah, Windrith, Windrith, um, so. Oh, sorry, I think you just muted yourself. So, I'm sorry, um, can you describe the uh, estate, Catherine? Like, I'm, I'm, I want to, like, a nice picture of, like, how it comes from, like, the main road, the, the grounds, the manor. Like, give me a quick, quick overlay real quick. Yeah, the Ives Estate is set far, far back from the main road. There is a winding but well-packed and maintained road that just rolls across, um, there's, there's just a lot of hilly country with tons of tons of land around the estates and the, uh, the stables are very close to the main house. Um, like that's the heart of the estate is the stables and the manor house next to each other. And then there's all this beautiful land around it. Um, and it's used for the horses. Um, horses are taken out to different pastures, uh, allowed to roam to some degree. Um, just run, ridden for joy through the countryside. Mm-hmm. Uh, the manor itself is impressive. Uh, it is a lot of stonework. There are lots of lots of windows, which are you know pricey, expensive, yeah, expensive. Many rooms and guest rooms. Uh, there's a, even a little carriage house too for guests and whatnot. Okay. Um, there's people coming in and out all the time. There's lots of carriage traffic. People coming through. Um, they do a lot of their business right at their own home. So people who are interested gotcha. in reading or making an offer or purchasing a horse or okay. um, or or breeding a horse to order uh, 
come by the Ives Estates and it's not uncommon for people from all over to talk business right in their stables. Okay. Uh, there are actually offices. Her father's office is in the stables itself. It's not in the main house. Okay. So um, can we have planned to um, meet here? Maybe I was going over the stables or... Um... Yep, meet, meet at the stables. You know, you, that's uh, that's something that we've established over our working relationship. When I ask to meet with you, like, you'll find me in the stables, basically. That's just okay. the head. <laughs> so what I would like is... Um, so normally when Windrith meets you here, she brings her horse. They have a, they have a draft horse at the, at the home. Um, n- nothing that would be suitable for racing, but it's a workhorse because they work the fields with it and stuff like that. Um, but on this day, she did not have the liberty of taking the horse because um, Connor uh, needed it to do some, you know, late farming and stuff after the harvest. Um, so Windrith wakes up very, very early morning before the sun is up. And one thing that Windrith always does is she always brings her own tools. So whether it's, um, she just has like a bag full of like tools that they use to clean hooves and, and various, like maybe a small little shovel or something like that. She always insists on bringing her own equipment and she's carrying this heavy bag of tools. It's probably like 40 pounds because all the tools are metal and, and kind of cumbersome. And she, she's, she just trucks, she trucks from her home to your home on foot. And it takes her probably several hours. Um, she's she's walking through the wee hours of the morning before the sun is up. I would imagine it's probably cold outside. And as she's doing this, she's just getting these kind of flashbacks. Um, she's walking and you hear just the soft sounds of early morning. You hear some of the birds chirping. You hear the crunching of the um, the stones and the rocks on the gravel road beneath her feet. And then in her mind, it just pans back to, you know, her with her regiment and they're all trudging through the hills and the fields. And, um, you know, she's just, she's tired. She's sweaty. She's been marching for days. You know, they're, they're going to the next forward base camp or whatever, meeting up with a cavalry regiment. Um, and then she just comes to again and she's been walking for hours and time just slipped away from her. And, um, before she realizes it, she's at the manor and she's breathing heavily and she kind of like adjusts the bag on her shoulder and steadies herself. She just takes a big breath in and breathes out and she goes ahead and she walks forward into the um, stable area. All right. Uh, Catherine is in the stables. She has a horse um, taken out of its uh, out of its individual stable. It's hooked up. Um, in the middle of the walkway and she's she's working on the horse she's brushing it down um she's gone through and you can see like the hoof pick is out there's dirt and crud on the floor she's already gone through and picked the horse's hooves um it's a beautiful almost blue black andalusian horse it's one of their best horses you're familiar with her wow um this one came from spain they shipped this horse overseas and this yeah. one's here now <laughs> um so uh gorgeous animal um and uh, she sees you as you approach, and she says, uh, Windrith, I am so glad to see you. Have you Windrith. eaten yet? Have you had breakfast? Uh, Windrith looks at you, and she says, uh, I, I had breakfast this morning before I uh, came. Uh, what are you doing? You're going to get dirt under your fingernails. I like to work with the horses sometimes with my hands when I have the time. It is um, calming. I will not waste your time. Um, I have a job for you. Pay as well. 
Right. Uh, well, I brought my tools and she kind of like dumps her bag on the ground and she's like, I can I can work all day if you need me to. Connor's Nothing at home like with Pa. Nothing like that. I am. Um... She kind of like tilts her head like a little confused. And she's also like, God damn it. Did I carry this all the way here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm proud, but I'm not so proud that I can't recognize skill and talent. And um, I love horses. I love this horse. I'm an excellent rider, but I, you're better. <laughs> you're a better rider than me. And um, I've made a wager with Lord Remington, uh, a race tonight, his, his bay, and uh, I've chosen my Andalusian. If we win, we get stud rights. I'm sure you can imagine the matches we could make already. Windrith, like, her jaw drops a little bit, and she's like, that's quite the wager. What I'm honored <laughs> that you have so much faith in me, Catherine, but, um, I mean, what did you wager? Oh, a introduction between his daughter and my brother, Paul. Just an introduction. I'm sure Paul will, would dick it up, you know, so really the, the lion's share it would go with I get the better end of this wager. It's a wager in my favor, as you can see. Uh, Windrith kind of, her her face kind of goes a little blank for a quick second before she catches her. Or maybe up. they'd hit it off. I don't know, teenagers. Uh. <laughs> uh, um, right. Um, when did you say the race was? Do we know? Is it tonight? It's, it's, it's going to it's, be. It's tonight. Is it oh, tonight, shit. like as the finale for like the festivities, or is it like to kick them off? Uh, it's it's the end of the festivities. Is the horse race? It's it's um. You would have heard that the kind of before dusk. It's uh, before sundown. It'll be all um. Just before sundown, <laughs> while the lighting is still good for spectators. Exactly, and that way, you know, the people can clear everything out by nighttime. Yep, the track is going to be around the um, what village square, like village, city square, town square, town square. It would be cool if a lot of like um, Formula One races and stuff like that are based in like the streets of big mm. cities. They go right through Europe. Town. They go yeah. right through towns. So it'd be really cool if there was like a specific like course through the small village. Yeah. Um, that like is cordoned off so people can watch from like their front yeah. yards or whatever. Let's call it the Gambler's Run. Mm. Nice. Yeah, it's it's gonna right be the Gambler's Run just before just before sundown today. So um, you don't have a lot of time to get to know her, but you've worked with her before. Um, she rides like a dream. Her her name is made in her name is made of the lake. Made of the lake, eh? Yeah, Arthurian and, uh, and all that. Windrith kind of. She's prophetic. <laughs> Windrith kind of looks past you a little bit and uh, she grabs a bushel of straw or hay, brings it up to the horse and the horse eats it out of her hand. And uh, she kind of grabs like a little handful of from the ground and she, you know, rubs, rubs it together in her hands and then brushes her hands off on her pant legs. And she looks at the horse and she says, I, and she kind of like stands, stands tall, like puts her head like towards the nose of the horse. And she says, she says, Maiden of the Lake, are you ready to ride like the wind? And uh, she turns around and she says, Take that, Remington. <laughs> she, she turns around and she says, 
Lady Catherine, I'll make sure you get those stud rights. Mark my word. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She has a moment of very unladylike, shameless gloating. <laughs> it's just her and it's just her and Windrith. It's fine. And, <laughs> like, and like, take that Lord Harcourt. You're gonna be walking to your next adventure. <laughs> and she looks at the uh and she looks again at the horse like for a long moment. And she's like, she's thinking like really this is me. really important and we <laughs> need to win this. Uh, and and you uh, you've worked with the Ives horses a bunch before, um, so the Ives horses just kind of know you, Windrith. So like they're used to you, and you're just like a normal presence for them. So it would be easy for any for this one in particular, being Catherine's favorite, to just like, oh yeah, this one I know her. She's yeah, cool. She knows you. You just haven't had a lot of riding experience on her, right? Yeah, and it's probably been uh, a little while since. Windrith has rode a racing horse. Like she rides the draft horse regularly and you bet your ass that she races it through the fields and stuff. Oh, yeah, Just bareback, like just without a saddle. It. Just, yeah, yeah. Just Hair it in the wind, very yeah. cinematic. Oh yeah, yes, yes. It's her like Mr. Darcy coming out of the water kind of visual. Mm-hmm, very yeah. much, very much, yeah. Um, she, uh, she also uh, turns around and she says, I'm sorry, I know you have a lot going on today, Catherine, um, and I hate to be a burden, but um, Pa had another episode last night, and um, he's not doing too well. I I do need to go home uh, first before the race tonight, and I'd like to borrow a horse. Perhaps I could take Lady of the Lake, or ma- Maiden of the Lake. Made of the like, yeah. She has yeah. a she has a moment of hesitation where she's just a little bit worried at that request. Uh, I can take any I can take any horse if you'd like. Perhaps we leave Maid in the stables just just in case. No, uh, it'd be a tragedy to risk her catching a rock or something before the big race. Of course. Um, but I have uh, any of any of these fellas over here. We'll we'll get you home quick. She says, thank you, Catherine. You've been very kind to me and my family. Windrith. This, uh, this, would be a, this would be a big win for us. It makes us a lot of money. So, you know, in addition to your pay, if we have a doctor, if you, we could have him make a house call for you, Pa. It'd be, it'd be a small thing on top of, for the, <laughs> it'd be a small thing compared to what you're, you could win us tonight. Windrith kind of, uh, she kind of like looks a little bit off, like away from you. She breaks eye contact and she says, that's a nice offer, Catherine. Uh, we can cross that bridge when we get there. All right. Um, Charlie, Charlie, get some breakfast to go for Windrith. Enter, enter paw. (laughs) One of the, one of the. Actually get a full basket. She's got a lot of. Brothers, you know how much one eats. <laughs> one of the that is true. Philip eats like a horse. Charlie, <laughs> the one of your your stale boys who just had recognized Windrith on sight. Just you got it, ma'am. Runs off to the house. <laughs> Runs off to get the the food the food travel. <laughs> it's just a big sack full of cheese and biscuits and shit. <laughs> I love you it. Just dump it on the table, and your little brother's like. <laughs> <laughs> He um, he, and biscuits, whole salamis. Like <laughs> he comes back with it in a couple of bundles, so you can put it in saddlebags on the horse for her ride home. Nice. 
Like so. hard cheese is definitely a thing, but we were just talking about burgers. So when you said that, I just imagined a bag full of sliced <laughs> cheese. And American I was like, cheese. I was like, what? And then I, I realized that I was thinking wrong. <laughs> just liquid queso. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my brain, as soon as you said Back hard cheese, queso. talking about burgers, my brain went bite into cheese wheel like burger. <laughs> Brains are it. just going all over today. Oh, this is like the, the quality content you get at DMs After Dark, whether we're live or not. None of our brain cells are functioning. Yep. Maybe uh, we're, crafting, we're crafting quite a we compelling. Are. We are. We really are. Up, though. Like, there's a lot so we, of threads going right maybe, now. Maybe, really maybe, as, maybe as Windrith is leaving uh, the stables, Paul maybe walks along or she sees Paul on her way out. And she just looks at him and uh, very um, kind of coldly, just indifferently, she just says, Paul. And she keeps walking. I think Paul, I I don't know how Paul would feel about someone like Windrith. I think that as somebody who's trying to prove and make himself, he would see Windrith's like hardworking spirit and be like, she's cool. Like she's really good with our horses. Like she makes yeah. my sister money, like cool. Right. Um, but, oh, and it's because you just found out about, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. You so betcha. That's cool. exactly why. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally fucking cool. Windrith doesn't win this race. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so he just like gets the cold nod and he just looks and he's just like, what did I do? He goes, uh, Windrith. And, uh, he continues on to see Catherine and he goes, is the stable hen girl? Okay. She seemed a little Wait. edgy. Uh, her father's, uh, her father's indisposed right now. He's taken a, a bad turn last night. I hope he'll be all right. Ah, uh, it's terrible. I offered her a, our doctor and she refused. Should I send him anyway? Nothing a good blood leeching couldn't <laughs> Nothing help. a good leeching. Le- all right, hold on. Hold on, we're past leeching. I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think so. Our doctor, our doctor, they keep leeches in the hospitals now, today. Yeah, they we still use leeches. Leeching was absolutely a thing. Yeah, yeah we do. We still use leeches. Yeah, they're just past, like, hitting you with, like, a twig. Like, you know. <laughs> they're like, you know what you need? Tray panning. Shit, you know what? Yeah, it was in a thing. Europe, it was like... the, the practice continued. Oh, no. Well, the practice continued to be relatively common until the end of the 18th century. Okay. Just go and give him laudanum. Just give yeah. everyone laudanum. We are. Poppy. Laudanum. Just on, oh, yeah, we just feed him heroin. Lord, and give cocaine. him my laudanum. We are just beyond the end of the 18th. So. Uh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, so Paul is confused. Uh, I want to get back to a scene with Paul, but I believe yeah. Christian wanted to have a scene, or uh, Remington. Well, that, but do, do we want do we want to also do Ludwig and Windrith? So Which I, one was actually, first? I was Windrith actually going to say. back to the farm. So there's some time there. Eden okay. was going to take a detour through the town to mm-hmm. Windrith's house to check in on her father. Ooh. Oh, but perhaps. Windrith is gone to the Ives estate, and I think that w- this could be an Edith Ludwig scene. Ooh. So, so if it's going to be, that's totally fine. If it's going to be an Edith Ludwig scene, it's got to be before Ludwig goes out with her father, though. Because Windrith has to catch them on the way back when he's with her father. So wait, Luduk was going to take the dad out, or is, I thought he was going to be like previously feeding him porridge or something when when Windrith so, something something like that. Either he okay. either either he found her dad like in a field by himself in the cold, 
and was like, oh, dear God, if I didn't get to him sooner, who knows what might have happened, right? Mm -hmm. I was kind of thinking of it as like you riding back in with your carriage with my dad, like, obviously not in great condition. Maybe he had Mm -hmm. been laying out there for who knows how long in the Mm -hmm. cold. Um, And that's kind of when I anticipated Windrith seeing you. So if you want to be there, uh, Edith, either when, if you want to get there, like right before he comes back, or if you want to get there before he kind of goes out with her father, that would be fine. Either or. Yeah. I think um, Edith would be clueless too, as to like, maybe her father's getting air. Oh, this is good for him. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Edith wouldn't stop it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like um, she would be like, this is a good sign. You're like, oh, he's wandering in the, you know. Um, so that could be the thing. And then like maybe that's where I meet Ludwig and Ludwig is like, I'll take him off your hands and take care of him, kind of thing. Is that cool? Yeah, all right. Yeah. So he's wandering, you find him, Ludwig comes along. Okay. So okay. yeah, this scene would start with Edith uh approaching, and like we see the carriage, and like there's a split in the road. There's not a lot of roads in these early towns, especially from estates, which are typically relatively um you know, removed from the, the villages, villagers and stuff that they lord over and whatnot. Um, so yeah, we see the the thing that would take her to the Ives estate or take her, you know what I mean? Um, which is probably one of the places she was going to go, given that she needs to find a, um, <laughs> needs to find a um, person to take care of and stable old bay, um, which is where she would assume she would meet Windrith, but instead she's going to take the detour through the poor section of the village to go to Windrith's house. And when she emerges from the carriage at Windrith's family's little cottage uh, in disrepair and whatnot, um, <laughs> we see Edith, um, like we said last time, she she opens the door and when the door opens, it kicks open that little thing and it drops down the little, <laughs> so like this muddy road that is not at all packed down and sees a lot of travel from carriages maybe horses regularly right um we just kick this thing down and the driver like comes out and he looks and he's like that's gonna make a fucking mess <laughs> and edith just casually drops down and um has no idea how to approach a commoner's house it just stands outside for a moment just... it clears your throat <clears throat> <clears throat> does anybody attend to those making calls i where is the doorman <laughs> yes exactly um i should have been noticed at, at this point and uh i think what she does is she takes the liberty of just walking around the house like she's not going to enter she's like i probably don't want to go in there it's going to ruin my perceptions of i'm just going and she like takes a walk around the perimeter and i think that's probably when she sees Windrith's father just like struggling and walking out in like a field is that hmm. what we were saying, right? Yeah, that sounds good. Is that Troy? Did you have a different? Uh, I mean, I just I had anticipated that uh, Ludwig would have like taken him from the home and like intentionally dropped him off somewhere, like by oh. himself. Oh yeah. shit! Oh, so like, Lu- shit. like Ludwig facilitated this. Like oh, it, he said, "No, up. there's no." They found him in a field. It's like Ludwig literally took their father. No, but Lu- and, like, Ludwig wants him. to be like oh i found your dad look how great i am but he just also made sure the dad got lost maybe maybe edith maybe you get there just as ludwig is loading the dad into the carriage and leaving so maybe you maybe you see them leave together yeah that's fine okay that way that way when this unfolds later on in the day when i get back 
you're like, you didn't find him in a field. I saw you leave with him earlier. You know okay, what I mean? Yeah. So we're going to okay, rewind. Cool, cool, cool. We're going to rewind the, um, the Edith scene real quick to, yeah. Like um, I see another carriage leaving with her father in it. And um, in that case, all, the only interaction I will have here at the Ellingsworth uh, cottage is that of your younger brothers <laughs> running yep. around again. Um, uh, Connor's Troy. plowing the fields right now. The oldest Connor, he's 17. He's plowing the fields. And then um, the younger brothers are all helping as well. I was going to say, what's the littlest brother's name? Philip. Philip. So Philip is absolutely the one that notices Edith because he's a small child and his eyes are everywhere at once. And he just like sees her, and he stops and he like looks at his brothers and like looks at the work he should be doing. And then just like trots his little pudgy way over to Edith and just goes, you princess. How old is Philip? Like four. Oh, five. That's great. Okay. Um, she looks and says, not quite dear, but mm, honestly, I'm better looking than the princess. Yeah, that's fair. What's your name? I'm Edith. Is your sister around, Windrith? Oh, no, she, um, she left early this morning. I think she was going to work or something. I wasn't awake. I don't know. Work? She, um, does she, working on someone's horses, is that what she's? She got a call recently, or? Uh, yeah, usually. Um, uh, did Connor, Connor, where's Wendy? And because Connor at this point just like turns and just like does a double take, and the I seven- do a, and like I do a minor curtsy. So like probably he's like <laughs> the, the seventeen year old boy just panic for a second and just walks over, just like carefully bows slightly because he's not sure. Uh, just um. He's all Miss, sweaty with rippling muscles. He's like, your majesty. <laughs> Miss, uh, Miss Harcourt, is it? Yes, uh, I was looking for your sister. I recently came into a horse and I need a caretaker for it. Oh, yeah, um, she should be back uh, not too long. She went to the Ives estate this morning uh, <sighs> working on some of the horses with uh, Lady <laughs> Catherine. <laughs> oh. oh, no, no, you don't. Do we... <laughs> No, I'll say it. Amber and Chad just typed, mm-hmm. came into a horse. Yeah. <laughs> no, not Edith. No, ma'am. That's Martha's game. I'm no, acknowledging I'm... it. <laughs> um, okay, anyway. Breezy We're not live, so the audience can't acknowledge the jokes for us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so at that point, though, yeah, she does look at, uh, at Connor, and she says, thank you very much. And um, she smirks, and she reaches into, like, her purse and pulls out, and she just goes, like, I don't uh, well, and then she just flicks a coin to like each of them, and like actually, she like she very daintily hands each of them a coin, and she says like, "Thank you very much for your help." Oh, uh, you're you're welcome, ma'am. And he kind of like a little half bow, and then Philip looks at him, and then looks at you, and then does a little deep bow. <laughs> yeah, very deep bow from Philip, and uh, she smirks, and she just goes like, "You keep up that charm, young man. You might land yourself the princess." <laughs> and Philip just nods, and goes, "You got it, ma'am." <laughs> Eats mud pie. <laughs> yeah, he's covered in dirt. Brady, you're muted. Yeah, just, yeah. And she just smirks and gets back in the carriage and heads for the Ives estate, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Like, you know we have food and the kid's like, this tastes better. <laughs> <laughs> I made it myself. Oh, I, I, we have, <laughs> I brought eggs and cheese. <laughs> we filled up on mud pies. <laughs> 
Damn it, boys, I told you to stop spoiling your breakfast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> breakfast I, first and dessert. Playing all of Winter's Brothers is my favorite NPC. Okay. I, I love it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so did I believe there was a request for a quick Remington? Yeah, so we, do you want to do that quickly? Remington and then and that, that'll give Windrith time to meet Ludwig with the dad afterwards. So, okay, yeah. So, all right, Remington and Joffrey. Uh, and I think we could pick this up right in the middle of it with uh, Joffrey just telling Lord Remington that the financial situation is not good. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Remington, uh, listen, I've, okay. I have been working for your family for a very long time. Indeed. In fact, um, I consider Edith something of a daughter. I know that, that your means work a lot to me, I know that your work brings you to places all over the world. And I know that traveling is what you what you yearn for in your heart. And a fool a man would be to um, deprive themselves of their heart's desire. And I admire you for that. But as part of my role here for your family, I need to be frank with you. Financially, we are not doing okay, Remington. How bad is it? Well, I've double-checked and triple-checked and then checked again our numbers. And if we don't make a substantial move now, we will lose most everything. How is this possible, Joffrey? Our investments. I was invested in the tulips. What did the tulips not do well? I'm afraid that the majority of our investments have not done well at all. Um, I the traveling has also been very expensive, as you know. The ex, the exchange rates. Hi, bud. The exchange rates have been abysmal, and there is no way that you or I could have anticipated that. Additionally, with you gone here, it's been a lot to try to manage. There have been many inquiries that due to timing and inability, I have not been able to respond to. So- Right, right. Yes, I'm sorry, Remington. But you are here now, and I have a good feeling. We How have... much do we need? Well, go ahead, uh, Rainy. I'd like to spend my last resolve token for Remington to, like, press Joffrey and be like, maybe I should have left someone else in my finances. And, like, I, I'm actually going to refuse that. Okay. Because right. Joffrey is... This... Good. This, this, we're good. We're copacetic here. No, he's done. I mean, he's done a great job, but I just, yeah. I thought, you know. I also want to spend a resolve token to just put in the suggestion that, you know, of, mar marrying yes. Edith to Barney yes. is a great idea. Mm -hmm. so there are, mm -hmm. there are there you money. Jess, yes. you're Perfect. the worst, Jess. He looks, <laughs> he, he looks at you. He looks at you, um, Remington, and he says, I have come up with three viable options. Uh, as how we can recover some of the losses and regain some stability. 
Firstly, this wager that you are having with the Ives, yes? Mm -hmm. I understand that Edith is a woman now, and she has come come to age, and she can make her own decisions. But the family name is obviously something of great importance, and being as beautiful and eligible as she is, there are suitors that would offer a substantial um, benefit to the family, whether in wealth or name or title, um, dowry. We- um, Nope, that's the other way around. Yeah, it is. We'd we'd actually have to pay the dowry. Yeah, that goes, yeah, with Edith. (laughs) He he says, perhaps it's not necessarily a wise investment initially, but I think long-term gain from something like this is very worth considering. We are not completely spent and we could afford a dowry a uh, very reasonable dowry at the moment. Um, I understand you have a wager with the Ives family as well. I do, yes. Perhaps we could talk to Paul. I've been doing some digging, and it turns out that he may actually have, uh, he may be an investment opportunity if he's not a worthy suitor. Um, this Johnston Brothers, this Lefroy, uh, they they are an uncharted territory here in in England and uh we could be the very first to capitalize on this and let me tell you something this this could be a massive boon to the Harcourt estate a look at Martha for example she owns the cidery and the winery and she is loaded (laughs) Martha Well, and he says the, the third proposition I have is perhaps if we can leverage the Ives boy not as a suitor but as a um, business investment. Uh, there was the barnyard fellow, Barnard, Barnard, Bonnie. Yes, Gilling, Gillingsworth, right? Gillingsworth. He's, he's Gilling the one who's saying I should. I should flashback even more the fucking in the cider vat. <laughs> He goes, he goes, yes, uh, the Bonnie fellow, uh, he, he's an interesting fellow. I don't know what Edith thinks of him, but his family does he come from He seems quite taken with Edith, though. I, I don't know if I agree with you, sir, but. At least taken with the family. What's that? Now, at least taken with the family. Yes, um. Well, I, I would plan to meet with him, I'm sure, um, in a formal setting. Uh, a formal introduction, okay. perhaps. We need to make some moves here, Joffrey. So this is what I'm thinking. First of all, I would never force my daughter to enter into any sort of arranged marriage that would be to her detriment. I would- You've known the family long enough. Wife. You know that that was done to me. And that's, uh, although things worked out and had bought me Edith, uh, it was not that great. Uh, so I would never do the same thing to her. And you are a more respectable man because of it. Some people think so, but I appreciate that you're one of them. This Gillingsworth, though, reminds me of that Mountie. So here's the thing. <laughs> I want you to talk to Paul, the Ives boy, about this liquor. Because you're right, it's damn good liquor. So we can make some money there. Especially if we front it, we back him with the investments. Because we don't necessarily want, I don't want my name tied up in investing in something as base as liquor. But if he's doing it and we're a partner, we can make some money. 
That is an excellent idea. And with this Killingsworth, you've given me an idea because I have this, this, this bet with Catherine that I made really just as a lock because honestly, I don't care if she takes my horse out for stud, but there will be side bets on this race. <laughs> and Gillingham is rich, isn't he? He does come from old wealth, yes. This is like a triple, triple So we're, go- we're going to throw the race, Joffrey. Oh my God, this is going to line up with Paul so good. You suggest that we lose intentionally. Absolutely. As long as nobody knows, who cares? But Remington, may I, may I pose this one obstacle? Oh, you're going to get a moral on me now. The Ives family, uh, no, nothing of morality, just of logic. Uh, the Ives family is well known here in England, and their mm-hmm. horses are well known as well. They're right. they are of formidable stock. Yep. This bay that you have is no doubt um, exceptional in quality and caliber, but it's unknown. Uh, do you really think we could garner such wages against the Ives with this foreign horse? Good point. Good point. Good point. We need to spread a rumor about the horse to make it sound better than it is. Rumor about the horse, yes. It has nitro in its hooves. <laughs> what do you suggest, Remington? I'm all ears. Just the idea guy. You're the solicitor. You're supposed to do the details here. Ah, uh, yes. Do you have a rider? I do not. Edith that is working was, on that. Yeah, that was what yeah. Edith said she was going to work on. And I would also like to, while they're on the conversation of options for Edith, I know this is primarily financial. Mm-hmm. I'm just pitching my resolve tokens because I don't know how much longer we're going to play. I'm going to pitch it uh, that Joffrey brings up Windrith's letter. Okay, yeah. I think we should accept that for sure. Okay. It does, you don't have to bring it up, but I just I'll think be, that like I'll be a, subtle about it. I'll be subtle about it. Yeah, because obviously that's going to be a source of you could big also question. try to win the race, even by sabotage, so like that you don't, so like that we don't get stud rights. And then you could try to sell us the stud rights for a shit ton of so, money. So, so here's all right, all right, all right. Listen, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Or, about, yeah, okay? I mean, or you I'm could probably lose and just have the race. Bet. I was thinking of just losing the race because that's yeah. the easiest thing, right? That's but, what's lining up with Paul's plan too. And yeah. Edith without Windrith is going to have to go to Paul. It's like, it's... So what if this though, you, you raise a good point. Everybody's going to bet that the Ives would, will win, right? So what if we cheat so we win? It's like what? 10 to one odds, right? Right. This is... That's my horse. <laughs> This is more what I was thinking. I don't know if Catherine will be racing. Uh, I know she is quite the rider. Perhaps I doubt she would. I could talk to her. Uh, I I doubt that she would um, ride in something, uh, a race on her own, but I could could certainly ask. Matter of fact, I'm going somewhere. I could stop and see her on the way. (laughs) Very well. Uh, Well, I think fixing the race is the right bet. Whichever direction we fix it in is... Yet to be determined, but we do need to be on the same page with that. This is tying uh, itself. It's like a Gordian knot of of it's perfect. It's so perfect. Yeah. Uh, speaking Everybody's of, gonna be like, "Wait, are we winning or are we losing?" <laughs> what did I, I just do? Do? I don't know. 
Yeah, I'm running this game and I'm confused. <laughs> how, he goes, uh, how about this, Remington? Um, I actually have a meeting at the Ives Estate uh, here shortly with Paul. Um, would you like to join me? We can talk maybe more in-depth conditions. I think I will bow out uh, and trust your judgment because I'm going to see an old friend. Very well. Um, well, I the day is wasting and it's already afternoon. Yes, I, you get that. Will, we'll, we will resolve. We will reconvene over another bottle of that wonderful Lafroig. Yes, Lafroig. It comes Whatever. from the, the throat. He What's says, very well, I'll be on my way, Remington. It's good to see you. And I'm sorry about the finances, but like everything he, else, he stands up and he just, he just gives you like the big clasp, like not a hug, but just like the clasp on the shoulders. Like, yes, like that sort of like big, firm English clasp. And we will get I, through this, Joffrey. As, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know how many resolve tokens I've spent, but. You have three. Uh, I've been, I've been moving Xavier. them around as I've been doing yeah. it. Just that's the easiest way. Um, well, because like I don't know if I've actually spent any yet or oh. not, or if they've been accepted or not yet. In in, in regards to your letter, Amber, um, uh, unless you want to do something specifically with Joffrey, Jess, what I had in mind was as he leaves and exits the door, the letter flies out of his oh. out of his pocket no. and onto the floor. This is no, Windrith's no letter. Yes. Okay. That so that's my resolve token. I'll get rid of that. Yeah. That, give is that to... okay? Is that is that okay if that's how he does it? And then, and then Lord Remington finds it. Is that that the? Yeah, as long as as long as Remington picks it up, then yeah, yeah that satisfies. I would say, I would spend my own resolve token to make that happen. Actually, yeah, no, I mean it's it's in a way that it doesn't look intentional, but it's also right. not like subtle. Like you no, see, that's you that's totally it. fine with me. So I will give my resolve token. So do I give that to you? Give it to Joffrey. Joffrey? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Joffrey has none, so give Joffrey one. Uh, all minor characters start with two, so he should have three, probably. No, he, yeah, he used spent both some. of them. Yeah. He oh, he's used, used them both. Okay, yeah. all right, cool. So I was just trying to think if I should spend a resolve token for Xavier to overhear this conversation of mm. them fixing the race. Fuck yes. But who <laughs> would he tell? Martha, Martha. To make more money. Fucking Martha, so bro. That's who he would tell. Or, would, or, would be, or, I mean, or he, he would tell, or he, he would tell Catherine Ives. He would tell Catherine Ives, maybe because she's a friend of his, an old friend of his. Or she might tell, or he might tell Edith, because this is actually a little related to Edith, too. Because it involves her potential suitors or her future. Mm. But also, Xavier could himself just profit off of this like crazy if he gets the yeah, best. Right. That, that's even better. Right. That's if Xavier, if that's Xavier bets the right way, money. Be, yes, that's even better. Be that's way better. All right. Yep. I like it. I'll do that. Yo, and if Xavier drops a sure. boatload of dough on this race, that kind of <laughs> perpetuates And we decide to bit. bet the other way. Well, he doesn't have a boatload dough. of dough. Xavier is a governor. He's going to have to borrow Martha. from going to ask Martha. <laughs> yeah. That's, what, that's oh, what I was getting shit. at, was he would have to get yeah. Martha in on the bet. I like it. Nice. Yeah. What a disaster. I like that. Okay. Um, I don't know who my resolve token would go and to. And then though. Martha's going to realize all this shit's going on with Remy, and she's going to have to have a chat with Remy. <laughs> Remy. So Remy. I would say it would probably Remy. go to Remington only because that's the main character. Oh, man. I am this rich. I might not have money, but I have resolve tokens. Bitches. Yeah. Right. I have Fair. zero resolve tokens. I have four. I'm giving them out like candy. I'm just going to start dropping them bombs later on. 
sorry, what what's going uh, on? So uh, okay, so I'm gonna spend a resolve token to overhear this conversation as Xavier. Um, I just don't know who my resolve token would go to. We'll go Remington? to Remington, I think, because it's his plan. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say we'll would go to Okay. Remington Remington, Remington made the plan. And it okay. because it's tied in with Martha and like who's literally the person he's going to see soon. Uh yeah, I think yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You're I fucking will. up you're fucking up Remington's plans, or you have the power to. So okay. yeah. I will do that. Do you want to do a quick aside with Sarah? Um, Christian as Ludwig. You've picked up my dad. Do you have final sure. words before you do something asshole-ish? Yes. So your dad can't talk, right? Nope. He is nonverbal. So you had to physically Perfect. help him into the carriage. Oh um, God. The wife, the wife was there. So you had to have come up with something reasonable for you to need to be with him. Um, Would he still have to sign papers? I don't know if they have like power of attorney sorts of things. Windrith probably signs the paperwork and stuff for them, mm. but um, he can, he could sign a paper. I um, don't think he can still hear could you. sign paperwork. No, she would yeah, probably sign under her father's name. I mean, it depends on how, you know, mm. legal we want to be. It uh, might be historically color. accurate. Yeah, sure. Maybe yeah, no, no, that's taking him to a doctor. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yes, actually, yes. So he intercepted this letter from Barney. And then the Ives doctor shows up and goes, where yeah, is this perfect. guy? So he, so he, so he, <laughs> um, which no, because right I'm trying to think of what he's trying. What would Ludwig get from taking the dad? He's got a. It's a ruse, right? So he's he's taking the dad to look good to be like, oh, I think yeah, that to do the dad so we can but, save the dad. To look, look what a nice guy I am. So yeah, but then he'd can't. be like a total yeah. piece of shit to the dad. He'd be like, hey, motherfucker. Yeah, that's totally I'm what I'm gonna, gonna do. Yeah, but how do I? Uh, he can't. But let I can't. Ludwig's mom know then that he took him. No, I don't no think the mom can, can be there. I don't think the mom can be there at all. Okay. So here's what I, here's fine. what I'm picturing. Let me let me take the wheel here. So the carriage comes up, and let's say that the mom Ludwig gets out. And he looks around. Um, he working walked, in the field with the kids. With the kids. Oh, he could right? pretend. He could stage like a kidnapping, and then he could he, like literally so yeah, himself, like exactly. Oh my the god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So this well, guy, he's not going to quite go that far. Actually, but, gets hurt in like the fake mugging or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, so so hurt, like, so he so he goes it. Like, so he goes around. He walks around the outside of the thing. He sees nobody's around, uh, and he was really coming to bother Winters about rent. But he, yeah. he goes inside because he doesn't care. He's not as nice as Edith. He doesn't care. Uh, and the dad's just sitting there alone. Yeah. What's the dad's name again? I didn't come up with a name for him. How about Craig? Craig. Okay. Try that's, a, that's, a, that's a Greg? Celtic name. It's a Greg? Celtic name. Greg or Craig? Craig. 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 Why? Yeah, why? Why, Troy? Why? All right, we're fine. How about that, but we're not doing it. I, I wasn't, there's no correlation to, I all right, Jesus. I not stopped thinking about that since this is, I'm like, wow, Windrith's family is our family. Oh my God. Okay. How about, um. Mom is tired as shit from working desk disabled. Why are you doing that? How about, um, I don't know. What's a strong, like male Celtic name? I liked Gregory. That was fine. I mean, it's not really Celtic, well, we are, but well, we have a Joffrey though. Ooh, yeah, that's true. Hold on, hold on. Celtic names. Angus. Aiden. Angus. 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 Oh, yeah, there you go. Angus. 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 Angus Whopper. Angus. There we go. Angus, Angus Whopper. <laughs> 
It is impossible. Angus Walker, you are impossible. Okay. Bacon and cheese. We're going full circle. So he comes in and he sees Angus and he looks around and no one's around. Angus, um, when he sees you, uh, you notice that like his hand, like he he's kind of like he's like slumped a little bit. He like sits at a little bit of an awkward angle, and he sees you, and you notice that he just kind of like swallows hard, and his like jaw clenches, and he like grabs the arm of the chair. Ludwig <laughs> smiles this like totally shitty smile, and he says, "Angus, come with me. I think we have some things to discuss." And he just like picks him up. Because I imagine he's he's like not physically picks him up like totally off the ground, but he's able right. to like kind of drag him out into the yeah. carriage. Yeah. And, and 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 it's funny because um so again he's he's very much incapable of like taking care of himself. But like when you grab him, when you pick him up to like bring him somewhere, like his arm, his hand like grabs around your wrist, and he fucking squeezes really strong. Like and he's a he's a, he's a fucking warrior, even though you know what I mean. Not strong enough to like, take care of Tubby Tubby Ludwig anymore. So no. Tubby Ludwig kind of gets him out, throws him in the carriage. Looks around one last time, and I picture him having again like Ludwig two pounds of shit in a one pound bag. His 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 looks weaselly as he glances. He looks, but he's like he's like fat and weaselly at the same time. And he's got he just cut so he just kind of he smooths out his vest and he's just like, and he just gets in the carriage and just and it like roads rides away. And as he's riding, even when no one is there, he's clear in the throat. As he's riding. Uh, I think he, I think he, I think he, he, he rides his own carriage. He's not wealthy enough to have a guy. So he's nice. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute though. So yeah, that's like a thousand times more as charismatic than Ludwig. So Ludwig, um, it's like, it's like Dookie Nukem, the raccoon. That's what (laughs) he's got. So he's got, he's got Angus next to him in the carriage. And Angus is kind of just like, struggling probably because he's going fast mm-hmm. so angus is probably like struggling to even like stay upright mm-hmm. as he's just like you know i do not understand <clears throat> he wasn't why what i can't remember what fucking accent i used it's like I a do shitty not under- dutch accent i do not weird. understand that's what i'm gonna do right. i do not understand your daughter sir all your family all the kindness that i show you everything getting you out of the old world putting up a cripple like you and your disgusting impoverished family on my land all the times i have Look the other way on the rent, and your daughter will just not see things my way. What is wrong with her, huh? And he just like pushes him a little bit. Yeah, he's That's just he's just he there. Push back. Ugh. Yep, such a dick. Yeah, you guys continue to ride out down the road and wherever your end destination is, and he's uh, he's like you can tell just everything about him is like trying to fight, trying to move, trying to is like a little snarl. Yeah. So yeah. he, so he rides out all the way to like a field where there's like nobody around and he just stops the carriage very quickly. So he actually like falls. And I want to say like hits his head on something. Okay. All right. Okay. And maybe yeah. bleeds a little bit. And then he just like sits him up again. He's like, I'll tell you something, sir. He's like kind of like shaking a little bit at this point. I am not a man who is going to be denied. Do you understand? Sooner or later, one way or another, I'll have your daughter. Ludwig Mixnor always gets what he wants. <laughs> uh, can I, you know, uh, I'm gonna, as the facilitator, wow. uh, spend a resolve token uh, on the NPC uh, because yep. we were given a free resolve token from That's someone right, we in were. chat. Yes. Uh, and I am going uh, to use it from Manatee. So, Manatee. 
I am going to use it uh, for uh, Angus Ellingsworth to have just enough strength to spit in Ludwig's face when he says that. Nice. Oh, I love Perfect. it. Oh, yeah. Love it. Oh, yeah. And it's Angus Earlham. Angus Earlham. Right. So, yeah, you just talk a big tui right in his face. Right in the middle and of his And he's eyes. just like, and he takes out a handkerchief, like wipes it off, yeah, and just shippers. whack, backhand. Fuck. Uh, fuck. <laughs> cripple. And then he just turns the carriage and he's bringing it back. And when you get back, Windrith is arriving on the horse. About how he found him. He must have yep. hit his head on something wandering. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so he gets man. back. This guy's going to die. And before, this is before my, we this go is back my goal to, by playing him, by the way. Yeah. Before go we go back to this scene, are there other scenes that we wanted to resolve? Because I kind of wanted this to happen in the evening right before I head back to the Ives. Edith still has to meet with... Uh, Edith is still Joffrey. going to the Ives. Okay. Yeah, um, let's take care of that first. And, and Remington wants to visit Martha... And we might need another know. session, Sarah. I think oh, we do. Definitely I, I think so. Okay. And Barney, ha- Barney has not done anything. And Remington, once he decides how to bet, has to sucker Barney into putting up a bunch of money. Uh, I so. wrote this uh, in our one of our podcast uh, episodes for this, like in the description. I 100% understand Sarah's gushing about this system now. Because, oh, yeah, like, totally. Just the way that the game is structured in these acts and like all of the little things mm-hmm. in the middle it is so good at like weaving such drama mm-hmm. and like yep. it works so well. I feel yeah, like we're really having does. a field day. Great. This is crazy. Such a you great look game. at it and you're like, how is it going to work? And then you do it. And it's like, wow. Yep. It's Are you incredible. also, you go in with your own preconceived ideas of like, okay, I'm going to, you know, mm-hmm. do this or do that or whatever with, uh, with, you know, the character and then other people are like, oh no, well, I'm going to use a resolve token to do that. And you're like, that's so fucking great. I'm just going to go with that. It's like DMing, but you know, and just, you know, when you DM, you just go with what the characters do. Sometimes they come up with such, you know, a better idea. And uh, this is awesome. I just love this game so much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm also going to take a, br- a brief moment to, to point out to those of you that didn't see it in chat. I added a new tab to our spreadsheet called the fucking bet. Uh, so that way I can track what happens for everyone. Uh, y- you know, um, we're in, trying to make sense of it ourselves. Yeah. So Listen, for, for that's what role playing is all about. It's for, yeah. thank you, Chris. I see you got on the screen now. So yeah. I just have a little chart of uh, every major minor character's name, and just to see, you know, what happens if mm. Catherine and Remington wins and loses, so that I can keep track of this. Not even um, sure what's going on. To be yeah. Honest. I. So what I'm thinking is. Um, We'll finish the visitations today, and then our next session will be the horse race finale. Nice. So, I like it. Love it. So uh, what what scenes do we have left for the visitation? We have Edith of the Ives. Yep. We have the Joffrey Paul Windrith. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the Ives, but Windrith won't be there. Yeah. Okay, right, right, right. Yep. She was supposed to be there, but she won't be there. We miss each other yeah. all um, the time. So we have, so we have Joffrey... Uh, Jeffrey Paul, is that right? And Martha then... and Xavier. Xavier is gonna talk yep. to Martha about the the she is going down. I'm yep. gonna write and this in. I would like chat, to do a quick Martha yeah. and Remington, but that's. I, feel I think like I think that should come after Xavier and Martha for Martha to seek out Remington. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. 
Which one of you put that in for Barney? Just was that you? No, right not me. Up. No, not for me. Barney. It just says no. no that was that what. was one hundred percent me. Sorry, <laughs> no <matter>. Fuck <laughs> that Barney, guy. Barney Billings. <laughs> just says feelings. So I do. Um, I do. I don't know when, but I do. So I'm starting to write in our little Zoom chat here uh, yep, the, the that. scenes good. that we have to do. They don't have to be in order, but everybody can just put in their, their scenes that they want to do there. Um, the only two that I think I'm going to be involved in are the Edith Paul, Paul Joffrey. And I think that those two following one another would be really fun right now. Um, yeah, because, and Winters yes. and Ludwig. Yeah, we absolutely yeah. have to have that one. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah that's fine. And then we'll, um, we'll leave Remington for the next time. That's fine. He's done enough anyway. Well, I mean, we, we started late, so we can see whatever we're at. Yeah, we're doing good on time right now, guys. We've yeah. only been recording for like an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah, so. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, okay, cool. Let's so, see what's up. Um, we did leave where Windrith was um, assigned to ride uh, Maid of the Lake, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And then Paul got the cold shoulder from her learning about uh, the bet that Catherine and Remington have. Edith stopped at Windrith's house and then moved on to the Ives. So if we don't mind doing that scene now where mm-hmm. uh, Edith eventually arrives at the Ives estate. Um, that and then you have a scene with yourself. <laughs> well, we are, I actually messaged Sarah about this. She's no. going to play Paul. Hey, Paul. I'm Paul okay. now. Yeah. I'm the dapper little lad. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, Edith's carriage pulls up to the Ives estate and for once, uh, things work as good society should. She, uh, uh, the door is opened by her driver and it rolls out the little thing. She steps onto very finely crushed stone and the wraparound driveway of the Ives estate, right? Like I, I imagine like it's, you know, this fine, it, that's how I forget. Grand this. manor. Yeah, grand manor. You said there were like hills surrounding, but the, the estate itself would have uh, one of those They'd have one of those things too, where like, the, have you guys ever seen these? The steps on the side of a building that people walk up so they can mount their horse. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like all of the, but so Edith steps out and of course is immediately received by people who know better. Um, and <laughs> uh, unlike Windrith Scottish, but she doesn't hold that against Windrith because there's a charm about her rustic. Uh, do-it-yourselfism <laughs> mud-eating <laughs> fucking poor, brothers those yeah. poor earthy folk <laughs> i probably just gave them you like, are what you when, eat <laughs> when i when i when i handed them each a coin i probably gave you like a month's wages to like a five-year-old <laughs> but anyway uh, yeah connor absolutely How much a banana cost twenty dollars <laughs> <laughs> connor absolutely told philip to hide that shit until ludwig isn't around actually uh fun fact amber uh citrus fruits and stuff like that would have been very expensive because like scurvy and things like that oh, yeah just, no i know yeah. back then i'm making fun of, there was an actress very oh, okay somewhat recently who was like made a statement like like how much could a banana possibly cost like twenty dollars which is wrong on so many levels like a she that's so funny see she thinks twenty dollars is nothing yeah. and see she thinks that's what a banana costs <laughs> that's gold um so anyway yes uh edith uh i guess edith would be received um and she would not immediately she would know that the stables are like you know the place to be in the ives estate but the rules of good society are that i shall be received by someone of the house yes um so i will leave that up to either amber or sarah to say if that is paul or catherine but uh, or someone else if you have someone else you're you're likely uh received by the, the doorman um where they bring you in um right. 
Uh, and then uh, is Catherine there or is Catherine out, Amber? Uh, she's there. She's there. She's in the stables. Uh, she has given, made a good brush down, little bit of a, little bit of a, just a warm up. She's put her back in the, back to field for now. Um, and she is in the stables right now, uh, just kind of walking up and down the main hall, looking at the horses. And she stops at an empty stall um, and kind of walks up to it for a moment, looks inside and then runs her fingers over a somewhat fresh, um, like bit of damage in the edge of the door. It looks like a heavy metal tool or something had hit it. Um, and there, there's, she looks, oh, the no. the straw, she looks the way the straw is scattered about the bottom of the, of the stable. Um, the floor is very dark, but it's almost like she's, she's contemplating something. She's a little lost in thought there, just touching that edge, torn up edge of the wood. So the doorman uh, would ask, um, are you here for the lady or the lord of the house? I was here. I heard that one of your stable hands, a young, um, a young woman with red hair, Windrith, uh, came by here. I was wondering if I could procure um, her attention on, on a horse I recently came into ownership of. However, given uh, the lady of the house is well known for her. Uh, and then you see Edith like pause and she says, I would like to see Paul, please. Of course, madam. Um, and he he gestures for you to follow and he leads you into like one of the drawing rooms or whatever. Sure. Um, just, yeah, they bring like a drink, a refreshment or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's already a maid in there with drinks and, you know, because you can't leave a lady unsupervised with a dude. She's there the whole time. Uh, and so um, the doorman goes and after a moment, uh, Paul kind of comes through a bit surprised uh, and just uh, gives a light, you know, the whatever the gentlemanly bow is at the time, just uh oh um ma, uh, Miss Harcourt. gentlemanly bow <laughs> yeah uh, Miss Harcourt uh, a pleasure I was not ex expecting a visit yes nor was I expecting to call upon you Paul um but I believe we both know that um things are interesting in uh in town these days. And I was wondering if I could speak to you about uh, something that I would wish your sister kept, um, you keep from your sister. Oh, um, and he, he sits down in one of the chairs. Just, I'm, I understand uh, the, um, the, the importance of discretion under certain matters. Um, so... My father, I I recall you speaking with him and Joffrey and <clears throat> young Sir Gillingham uh, last <laughs> night at the circus. Um, and I understand that you are working to get into business with um, the men of society. However, I have an interesting proposal for you. Your... Uh, your family is known for their horsemanship. I recently came into ownership of a horse that is going to be racing tomorrow, and oh. I need a rider. Oh, um. He's like, well, I've fallen off quite a few horses, almost everyone in the stable. I, I mean, um, 
Yeah, is Paul a good horse rider? I don't even know. Uh, he's, he okay. he's fine. <laughs> he's okay. He's okay. Which is perfect for everyone's interest here. Uh, I I mean, um, my my sister's quite a, an excellent uh, rider, although I I believe she, um, she's planning to enter a, a horse as, as well. Um, I can see if any of our other um, riders might um, be able to assist. Is this a conflict of interest, Paul? Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Um, oh, you, I'm so sorry. You were asking me. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I, I, um, I would be happy to, to help. Um, I wouldn't trust someone who doesn't know their way around a horse. I know, again, your sister is well known for her. Your father was well known for his um, understanding, I assume. This extends to you. Uh, oh, oh, of, of course! I grew up around them. I, I, uh, I certainly know my way around them. I've ridden most of my life. Well, I was tasked by my father for finding a rider, and I would just like to um, ask you if you'd if you'd take the reins in this race. I understand this would be something where you would <laughs> where you would. Um, be competing against your sister's uh, horse, so perhaps, perhaps I should look elsewhere. Uh, forgive me, I'm unschooled in these matters. I've... No, no. Um, Rainy, how much does Paul know about the bet? Does Paul know? Or actually, I'll ask Rainy and Amber. What does Paul know? What the wagers are? I so don't think he knows anything. I, Paul doesn't, doesn't know shit about fuck. <laughs> Paul doesn't know shit about fuck. I know Paul wanted to fix the race. Alcohol. That comes from plants. Wait, wait. But Paul wanted to fix the race, and I don't remember how Paul was fixing the race. Paul was fixing the race with the circus. He wasn't working with. With the circus, that's right. But Paul was talking to the man at the circus about Remington's horse. Right. So he wants it. Yeah. So so Paul um Paul doesn't know anything about Catherine and Remington's bet. Paul doesn't know anything about um yeah, so I think all Paul wants to do right now is Paul made a had a conversation with the Carney folk um about finding a way to fix the race. Um, and he tried to convince them to pull a, the producers, a la Mel Brooks, where you can make a lot more money with a flop than you can with a hit. Yeah, um, so, yeah. So, um, so by oh my setting, god, we're both gonna fix our own horses to lose, and it's gonna end up with us both walking our horses, looking at each other like you go, <laughs> no, you go. So, so the, the premise, the premise was that. Um, you set up a heavy favorite, which would be the bay in this case. And then as long as you bet against or the, the favorite. Ives horse. Um, as long as you bet against the point, favorite, Paul you didn't win. know there was going to be an Ives horse in the race. This is true. <gasps> Paul had That's no idea. That's right. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, oh, so this is his first time hearing. Okay. Yeah. So he um, he just kind of, no, no, I, um, I would be glad to assist. Um, I, I would happily do so for, for you and, and your family. I believe... Uh, families such as ours should remain open to these uh, these partnerships and does not even understand what the implications of that statement are when she says it. Paul thinks she's flirting with him. 
Paul, yeah, and Edith is mostly just saying like, uh, we can, you know, business partners. Yeah, we we can play the game. You know what I mean? Because that's that's what Edith has fun with. Yeah, is, you, you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop. No. Uh, Paul, Paul nods. Of, of, of course. Implications. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if we just played an entire role-playing session just ASMR. I'm going to write an it's RPG so where awful. it's all ASMR. That would be I, I, I just learned what that was today, by the way, folks. ASMR. I had no idea. Congrats. It's, yeah. uh, it's mostly... Oh, I don't know if that's... Uh, fine. <laughs> it's, it's mostly just about the sound of the dice clacking. Oh. Oh, dice are way too loud for ASMR, man. Not if you roll them in the right thing, I guess. I don't... That's, you're right. It's you're fair, right. actually. No, it's fair if you roll them in the right thing. Get yourself a leather bag. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Oh, I, I understand the importance of um, families working together. Yeah. I didn't realize when we when I pitched this scene how everything was going to be misconstrued. And I love it. Um, so Edith just smirks and says, uh, you're welcome to come meet my horse. Uh, currently stabled at, at Harcourt Manor. Of course. Um, shall I? Shall I head over? Re- shall I return with you now, or is later a better time for you? <laughs> and uh, you see, Edith. Uh, uh, you can call upon us um, now. Again, this race is tonight. Yes. <laughs> um, she says, "I don't think it'd be proper to join me in my carriage." Uh, oh no, can... no. Of course, I, I meant um, ours would <laughs> follow behind yours. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so good society. So good society. You you may call upon us At least whenever. Fifty yards. <laughs> yes. Leave room for Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is really big. Yards of room. Jesus, the twelve apostles. Yeah. Fifty yards of Jesus. 50, please respect the fifty meters of Jesus. I love it. <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> Ten years of Catholic school. This feels really real. <laughs> oh wow! I didn't realize you did Catholic school too. Oh, how yeah, many? How many I, I know. Catholic two? How many do, do we, we have here? here? I guess uh, two. I'm, no, I'm not even Catholic. Fourteen years, and it ruined it for me. <laughs> yeah, eight years is all. It Wait, took Christian me. also was Catholic school. Wow, yeah. three. Years. That was the original. You can't tell. Everyone you know went to Catholic. Catholic school, school? really? He was the original Catholic school. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was it was really bad when I went because it was like the Romans were still trying to oppress it. <laughs> how bad like Jesus still preached in the school. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Christian, how bad did the nuns beat you up, man? Okay. Oh God, it was oh. they actually used the oh, cat of nine tails back then. Yeah. <laughs> the cat of nine tails. Oh, I love it. Uh speaking of Heiberger. Heiberger. Oh, oh she was I know. Yeah. She did. She looked in the camera. Cat loves me. <laughs> she yeah. really does. Hey, yo, baby Swiss. <laughs> a star is born. God, I love this cat. Sarah, you sent a video when you went to go visit her, and I was like, it took me three months to get belly rubs. What is this? One day. <laughs> I I had met her once before that video. Once. So happy. One day. <laughs> uh, yeah, so about, oh no, we were uh, right, right behind yours, obviously. Um, but if later is a better time for you and your family and the folks at your stables, I'd be happy to come later. Uh, whenever is fine. I'm heading back there now to speak with my father about um, the time we have lost. 
of, of course, I, sure. I understand. Good day, and again, attempt to uh, practice discretion as far as your sister is concerned. Oh, of, of course. Um, she's been quite busy herself with other matters today, so should be should be quite simple. Uh, yeah, Edith takes her leave. Um, and again, as the as the other person playing Paul, uh, I do think that Paul's eyes when she leaves the room is pro- are probably just like, oh, the possibilities. <laughs> uh, Little panicked boy. Yeah, he is so in over his head, it's not even funny. All right. Uh, so should we should we have Joffrey meet with Paul before he leaves to head to the estate, or do we want Joffrey to meet with Paul when he gets to the estate? I I would assume oh. when he gets to the estate would make the most sense. Joffrey probably answers the fucking door. True, or but Joffrey was leaving to go there, so maybe they intercept each other on the road. Yeah, it was um it was actually understood that they were supposed to meet. Like Paul knew oh, he was meeting yeah. Joffrey True. at the estate, so. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that then. And then you can head, then you can head to the, uh, the fucking Remington estate. Yeah. So uh, shortly after Edith leaves, um, Joffrey, uh, arrives. I'm going to say, is it strange if I say Joffrey just rides a horse versus a carriage? I don't know. I don't think Joffrey would, well, he might have access to the carriages, I guess, but yeah. He definitely does, bro. He's the fucking head of the house. Yeah. Remington might be the Remington might be the father, but Joffrey's the daddy. Let's be honest. <laughs> wow, wow. I mean, he pays me. Wow. <laughs> Are you saying Joffrey's your sugar daddy? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he is what... Xavier's sugar daddy. That's Xavier true. has a sugar daddy and a sugar mommy. He's living <laughs> oh, Xavier, Yeah, Xavier. Xavier's just it. like dripping in that syrup. Oh my god. Mm. <laughs> And actually, and Edith, is something. Edith right. buys him clothes. He's got a sugar sister. Yeah. Oh my God. Edith, fucking Xavier. Yeah. He's like, life is so dreary, and everybody's just <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. And Xavier's totally the type too that, like, when anybody asks him how he's doing, he's like, I wrote this new poem today, and everyone's like, Oh, he's living such a hard life. He's <sighs> so depressed. <laughs> Starving autumn. <laughs> um. Cool. Joffrey arrives at the Ives Estate is greeted by, you know, whatever, whoever. Um, and he uh, seeks out Paul. And he finds Paul. I heard all that, but I missed my chance. Xavier's just over here mainlining pixie sticks. <laughs> okay, just wanted to get that in. We're good. Mainlining um, pixie sticks? Hey, do, uh, we want, do we want Barnyard Barney Billingham to be here for this? Does anyone, I mean, I'd be cool with spending a resolve token for him to be here for part of this, honestly. Because uh, Windrith isn't here. I think, so I think be, Jess should be able to just make that decision since it's her character. Yeah, Jess, do you with want no Barney to token be here? Necessary. I, I don't so the know. Whole, the whole premise of this meeting. Yeah. The whole premise of this meeting is Joffrey is meeting with Paul and he's going to have a real talk with him about like. Business endeavors though, right? No, not, not business. Edith. He's going to talk about Edith and about Windrith's letter, basically. Uh, he's not going to talk about Windrith's letter, but he's going to be like, yo, what are your intentions with Edith? Like, I don't know that just... Barney has the pretext. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Barney would be there. I, I don't, it's, I think it's okay. I don't think Barney needs to. Okay. Barney's okay. trying to get in there, but he's not in there yet. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's okay. an orbiter. Yeah. Yeah. So Joffrey rolls up. Joffrey, um, you know, I feel like, I don't know how, but I feel like Joffrey is actually a really interesting and like, like 
like deep three-dimensional character, but we only see the one side of him. So I don't know what else he has going on, but like, he's like uh, Alfred, right? Where Alfred was a butler, but like Alfred definitely had some other shit going on. Alfred know? was an MI6. Alfred, <laughs> Alfred was an MI6. And Joffrey might be, be my father. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Yo, your father was MI6. Licensed to kill. Um, so Joffrey rolls up and he's like, uh, yes, I'm looking for um, Paul Ives. Uh, we have a meeting scheduled. Um, could you retrieve him for me? Uh, I mean, either either that or end with Wendrith Ludwig. It doesn't matter. Time-wise, this will be a short scene, but. Uh, Rainy, you're muted. Yep. Yeah, I don't think this one's going to be very long. But okay, I, I just wasn't sure what we were doing. Time what are we at for time? Yeah. We're only um, two hours two in, hours. so we have plenty of time. I feel like we're in the swing of things, so we should end with Ludwig and. Yeah, I think Ludwig that would be a really good ending. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. A, couple, a couple more scenes is totally fine. All right, so. Um, now I have a question. One of the one of the stable people, or one of the. Uh, I actually, Charlie. Can I spend Can I spend a resolve token to actually um, interrupt? I have three as Paul. I have none left as Edith, but I have three as Paul. Um, can I spend one as Paul to intercept Joffrey before he goes to the main door? Because oh, yeah, now, because sure. now, because now Paul is like. Catherine can't know about all the like. I have plans on plans on plans. Oh yes, yes. he's um, gonna come out yes. of the stable. This is perfect. This here. is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'll give uh, one of uh, Paul's resolve tokens to Joffrey, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah. Now Joffrey has one, and he intercepts him as he's like coming up the uh, perfect up the, up the drive. Um, he he yells out to you. He says, um, "Master Ives, uh, um, just the person I'm looking to see." Great. Uh, Joffrey, can we actually, um, if you don't mind, may I just hop in and we just do a U-turn and head back to the Harcourt? Uh, he's on He's on his horse. So he says, grab a horse and we'll head that way. And he goes, how about I just hop on behind, in front of you? Just in front right, right. <laughs> 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 of Joffrey like scratches his head. He's like, uh... I mean, jokes, good sir. Jokes. I have my own horse. Of oh, course. yes. Uh, and then, oh, <laughs> Sorry. Mm. No, Lafroy, my mind is so cloudy. It's fine. <laughs> you didn't drink in horse, did you? <laughs> Are you drinking in riding? Yes. <laughs> Very much. Riding? You're new to good society, Paul. You will learn. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, Paul grabs one of the Ives horses from the stables. Is Catherine still there? Yep. Catherine is actually. Wait, you haven't gone to Winter? She. Catherine is uh, just actually finishing spreading some hay on the floor of that stall there. And uh, she sees Paul come in and grab a horse. And because she's super overprotecting, helicoptering, protecting this sweet young lamb from the world, she's like, mm, are you going somewhere? The fair is not until later this afternoon. No, of course. Um, I spoke with the Carney folk and I have... Um, an interesting wager with them that I would like to follow up on. Uh, one of their, uh, remember the horse that you were interested in from the carnival folk? Um, yes. I have in with those who manage their horses and I'm going to attempt to um, find out more about that horse. Paul, I already, it's Lord Remington's horse. <laughs> And then you actually see Paul, and he did. I don't think did Paul know that. I don't think Paul knew that. So Paul just Paul goes no shit about fuck. <laughs> so uh, Paul tries his best to feign uh, 
he's not feigning surprise. He is like, but he's trying to hide the oh shit face when he puts that together. It's Russian stock. Yeah, and he just looks and says, um, Canadian, actually. Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> it's Canadian stock. Um, and uh, Paul's eyes just kind of like dart around for a second and he just goes like, Sister, do you trust me? No. <laughs> like, I, I, tr- I trust. Yeah, and like, he. I is- trust you to be kind no, no. and good, but I don't trust you to make worldly decisions. Paul, he you're- is crushed by that. <laughs> he looks at you and he says, Sister, I think I can get us this horse. Paul, I don't need you to. (laughs) um, He just looks and he says, so, are you, am I free to go or? You're going to meet the carnival folk. In regards to the horse, even if. How much coin do you have on your person? <laughs> um, and actually, he doesn't have a lot because this is not the like the premise of this. He goes, I, I was not going to make an offer on the horse. Uh, if you have um, if you have plans for this, that is entirely on you. I simply intend to uh, make the race interesting. And like he does, like and then he, he leaves. I, Joffrey, like, Joffrey calls to you, Paul. When, sir, when, we must be going. No, when when he says that, he doesn't mean it. He he try he tries not to say it in a way that sounds like he's fixing it. He just means to be like, I'm gonna make money off this. Is like what he's trying to tell his sister because this is what he's been telling his sister he wants to do for a while. It's like I need to prove myself in good society with the men by, by being a bookie. <laughs> no, 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 no. By making good wagers, by proving that I'm like of sound judgment. Like that's how like gambling happened oh, okay. you, found, you, know you I mean? found some chaps who are talking about horse racing and you're going to show them that you have a keen eye <laughs> exactly sister i don't believe these people understand even half of what they need to to outsmart one of one of us <laughs> well that they certainly don't <laughs> these are legs <laughs> right now catherine is like okay paul is trying to flex she's gonna let him knowing that she's entering her own horse and if he's betting planning to bet on the bay he's going to lose but it'll be a good little lesson for him on how yeah. to do his best so she's gonna let him go <laughs> yeah and little this, that's what she thinks is happening but he's actually yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. a mess okay so uh he he gets on his horse and right. like as paul don't bet anything father would miss <laughs> um he says no 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 i trust me sister i've been saving and i'm playing my coins right and um be careful always sister don't purchase any curios from the carnival folk (laughs) (laughs) Um, calling him out giving him tips every yeah um and as like we get we get a shot of him riding and then like we get a close-up of his face and like he's just like sweating it's like (laughs) 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 so you meet up with joffrey as you're riding out and uh joffrey is riding next to you and you guys are going at a leisurely pace right yeah we i've i've slowed down to a trot yeah and uh joffrey is um he looks at you and he says he says paul um you come from a good family from what i understand i've had a little bit of uh interactions with your father and one thing that i admire about him is that he is a man 
of humble origins and he works hard. And that is something to be proud of. He looks at you and he says, you're what, 16, 17 now, Paul? 17, sir. And like my father, I intend to make my own, make my own way in this society. Yes, you, uh, oh gosh, if I could, if I could go back to being 17 again, Paul, I'll tell you, uh, time flies by. It really does. And maybe I sound like an old man for saying that, but um, I want you to know something, Paul. In the endeavor of trying to make a name for yourself, don't forget who you are. That is very important. And not many people will tell you that. But I want you to remember that. And maybe someday, maybe someday it'll make more sense. Maybe someday it'll seem like wisdom. Perhaps it just sounds like the silly words of a, uh, of a bookkeeper of a noble house. But um, don't forget who you are trying to make a name for yourself. And actually, uh, Paul looks up and says, sir, that is wise and sound advice. I often think of myself and have these grand plans and visions and things that I believe that if I just push myself, I can do it. But then I think, and more often than not, I see myself as my sister sees me, or I see myself as my father sees me. I see myself as chained, uh, tethered, uh, reined, if you will. I'm not allowed to run free, but I want to prove that I can be trusted to do so. So I take your words to heart, sir. He says, Paul, there are indeed, um, there are indeed several versions of you and several versions of me and several versions of all of us. There is the you that other people see. There is the you that you would like other people to see. And then there is you for who you are. Finding out all of those things takes time and it's okay. It should take time. It's a worthy endeavor. Lord Remington, he is wealthy. He has titles. He has land. He's a beautiful family. But do you know what makes Lord Remington special? It's that who he is and who he wants other people to perceive him as are the same person. Who other people actually see him as is of very little importance. Lord Remington has lived an incredible life and he is not free of mistakes, but he has done what he has wanted to do. And that is very important. Not what society wanted him to do, not even what his family wanted him to do sometimes, but he followed his heart. He is a man that followed the rhythm. Uh, of, he followed the, the rhythm. What is it? The drum? Something Beat of like his own that. drum. Beat of yeah, his own drum. Followed the beat of his own drum. The rhythm of his own heart, sir. Thank you. And uh, I think that you would be wise to do the same. I have a question for you. Sir? 
if any, what are your intentions with Edith Harcourt? <laughs> yeah, and like a gulp, like a <laughs> audible in the scene. Let me get that. Let me get that ASMR. Let me get that. Let me get that ASMR real quick. I don't know if that came through at all. It did. It did. did. Barely. Barely. Good. 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 Um. Um. But I'm so sorry, people who enjoy ASMR. We're just. Oh, I yeah. No. And the French. This this whole thing came up this week because I have a never mind. It's not important. So um, Paul, as you were talking, <laughs> Paul, in regards to Edith, uh, he kind of like he that's not the question he was expecting at all, because before literally an hour ago, he never really even interacted with Edith. And um, he still doesn't know about Catherine's bet with Remington. So he's taken aback by this and he says, sir, I have no intentions in my mind whatsoever with Edith, I was under the impression she must already have been arranged to some lord or... Listen, um, I'm not sure if you've mistaken me for someone else. I do intend to make good on my promise to Lord Remington with the Johnston brothers and and uh, the Lafroig distillery. <clears throat> and I do intend on racing for Edith uh in uh and like that might come as a shock when like he says that uh but he says I do intend on racing for Edith and and doing what she's asked yeah, me to do like, but fucked. yeah but um but he he kind of looks and he says like sir I'm thankful for your advice about everything and and your stories about Lord Remington being allowed to make his own mistakes and become the man that he wants and everyone can see him as sir if this is about a slight that i may have unintentionally leveraged against edith i, I promise you it was none none of those it was not intentional I, no 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 says, slight at all paul I, I i simply want to be a man who can make mistakes make his own mistakes but i don't believe i've made one i'm i'm sorry i'm and he kind of stutters out the rest. Oh, you're fine. You have not made any mistakes. I just needed to clear the air. I needed to make sure we were all on one page. I think that our family and your family will have a lot of fine adventures together regarding this Lefroig. Yeah, and uh, Paul smiles and says like... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Paul smiles um he does breathe it's funny because like in one breath he breathes a sigh of relief about not eating yeah but not also being... a sigh of like dear god yeah perfect the sigh then... extends a little too long where it's like yeah. oh shit though yeah. <laughs> so here's what happens crack of the whip they start riding quickly and then boom cut scene Joffrey busts in the door. Oh, he he tells Paul before we do the quick cutscene. He goes, Paul, I wish you the best of luck tonight in the race. Ride fast, ride hard, and ride for victory. And then, boom, cutscene. Joffrey kicks in the door. Lord Remington, he's like, we're betting to lose. <laughs> so fucking loose. That is so good. Perfect. Perfect. So good. All right, we got some. 
We got some Martha shit coming up. Oh, next, that was so good. <laughs> we're Are we good on time? Do we, do yeah, we still want to do? Yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, need yeah. to. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Got time. We're wrapping okay. this up. We got time. Okay. This should be pretty quick. Xavier just uh, <laughs> knocks on. He probably has a secret way that he comes uh, into Martha's manor. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love Sneaks that. Sneaks in and it's just like, Martha, Martha, my dear. Excellent news. Great news. She's sipping some she's sipping some hard cider out of a teacup (laughs) martha martha this is it i have found a way my dear my love a a way for me to oh no you've got my letter she's like ready to be ravished (laughs) yes 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 she just unsubtly uncrosses her leg (laughs) (laughs) yes yes my darling but i i'm afraid i would like to be of your stature and respectable as well and i think i've I found a way there are rumors afoot and i've overheard one the remington family mm. they're not doing very well <laughs> oh their tulips have failed them oh they're, boy they're what? <laughs> <laughs> their tulip investment has failed them <laughs> i love martha a rich old woman tulips. is just going you know as well as that i that remington is a very strange fellow i'm sure he's a free spirit she uh he just pauses a little at that and And he's like but i believe i found a way they're going to throw the race this is a chance a chance to invest some money and and make little assholes a great deal and then we can get away from here we can travel as much as we want we can go to grand new places we can be together where no one will care one aside at the time you left i think they were planning to win the race and sabotage my horse I don't believe they settled on what they were going to do. That is true. We did not settle. We were. Oh, I think. I think. No, no. You're right. I think they were going to win the race. I think that was the last thing they heard. So yes, they're going to throw the race. (laughs) They're going to throw the race to win it. That. that, No, that's wrong. Correct. They're going to. They're going to do something, going no, to, do something to sabotage the, last thing, the race. The last thing you heard was you were going to cheat to win the you're race. Going to cheat, you're going to cheat yeah, to win yeah. the race. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And now they're throwing the race. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> cheat. Yes, I believe so. And all we need. You know how? I did not hear that far. I just know that they are desperate. My only concern is that this might leave Edith without a proper home. And she is kind and she is strong, but she's never known a life without money. I mean, not if they're successful and not if they don't get caught. But who are we betting for then? Because if they're winning money, then they're taking money from us, no? Only if I bet against their interests. So we bet the same way as they do. Yes, Xavier, darling, that way. Edith keeps her home. Remington can buy more tulips. <laughs> and you can retire from governing, if that's what you wish. I only wish to be with you and be worthy of you. And to be able to be presentable in society 
by your side. Darling, I don't give a pigeon's shit about society <laughs> and what it expects. I'm a woman of a certain age. You make me happy. If you want to do this because it's fun and you want to have your own money, then I support you, but I want people to not for anything. You don't have to impress me. I want people to not speak ill of you when we are together. They do not speak ill of me because you are broke, darling. <laughs> if anything, they speak what ill you mean. of Xavier. They're like, look at Xavier being poor and shit. <laughs> Xavier is a precious little boy. I like that is true. He is precious. But I have no money of my own. I would borrow just a small sum. And I, I really believe in this, Martha. I do. We've done well on the cider this year. Of course. I have this is it. every confidence okay. in your investment, Kenny. Hold on. Oh, no. So I, I think I can spend a monologue token on this, Xavier. <gasps> So you, so you are, okay. to the best of your knowledge, you currently believe that they're throwing the race to win, which means that the Ives will lose, which means that you are going to bet against a fixed race on your old friend, Catherine. Correct. I want, I want you to monologue that internal conflict for me. How, how does Xavier feel about this deep down? All right. So how that works is, Troy, you will spend your monologue token. Yeah. And uh, Jess, you will check off the yes box under have you monologued. Hit me. Hit me. Hit me with that monologue. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, Xavier isn't too concerned about Catherine. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, Catherine has done well for him for herself. Their family has a method of making money. Um, Xavier has worked as much as he can, but he's nowhere close to everyone else, you know, in the good society. And his focus is really on Martha. And right now he's feeling a little bit or a lot of it threatened that Remington has returned to good society for however long. And uh, he and Martha have always talked about tra traveling and seeing the world. And here's Remington just coming back from actually having traveled and actually seeing the world and actually having done all of these things that Xavier has never been able to do. And so he's out to win. <laughs> out to win at the expense yeah, of Xavier. the cost of his friend. Because Catherine can lose what money. What if she finds fine. out? Right. Catherine can lose money and you're okay with that. She has money to lose, but yes. on principle, but she's losing because the race is fixed and you know it. Yes. But yeah, that would be the information that would have changed mm -hmm. everything. But if Catherine finds out he is terrified. <laughs> As he should be. He is terrified. He's like, I think Catherine killed her husband. <laughs> he is terrified. It's and a just rumor. hopes and prays that she never knows i mean how she, he's just putting betting some money you know yeah no i get it no that was a great monologue jess that was good yeah darling in order to truly capitalize on your wager we have to find someone foolish enough to take you at it at a ridiculous price of course i need people in mind 
You do know a lot about horses, like, Barney. <laughs> well, yes, actually. I do. <laughs> he is he is quite wealthy. He does have a lot of money. He does seem to throw himself around a lot. I would certainly like sticking it to him from the way he treats Edith. Hell yeah. Well, and he's a fucking idiot. Let's do it then, <laughs> partners. Yes. Yes. Business partners, you and I in this endeavor. Let's take young Barney for a ride during the race. Partners. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Chuckle. Right. Shake his hands. And that now Martha's like, I have to make sure that Remington doesn't fuck this up. <laughs> All right. And that's 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 pretty much it, I think. Fucking nice. Xavier's such a we don't deserve Xavier. Yeah, that came. Yeah, I was he's just good. a good boy. That backbone resolve token it just went full oh, yes. permanent. Thanks, that was Randy. Great. I was like, okay, let's I got it. I figured it out. Great. Xavier it Xavier is this game's Lawrence, just the wholesome little he boy. He really mm-hmm. is. I was thinking that I was like, he's just like enough for you. Yeah. Oh, so good. So sweet. That was beautiful. All right. So, uh, we have one one more scene. Is that what we're doing? One last scene. Yes. So wait, who's who's left? Because I thought didn't Martha also want to talk to Remington? That can oh, go after the. We'll do that next. Want to start the next one off with that? That's, That's fine. fine. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. I have a question, just in terms of uh, play cycle. Do sure. we get another epistolary before this, or no? So what's Ooh. happening is um, this is we're kind of fudging things a little bit. Um, you can write more letters if we want. Because <laughs> I actually wrote something that I want oh. to write to Edith. I mean, uh, to uh, to Windrith. But. Right, to myself. Uh, hey, maybe maybe someone can spend a resolve token to have you show up at the at Windrith's house and you can true. say it. Oh, maybe I take, uh, maybe Edith on the way back uh, drops off a letter uh, from the Ives estate. And that would be perfect because Catherine wants to be there too. She's going to be riding. Made yep, I'm going to ride up at the end of your scene like with Ludwig like at the end of it so yeah yeah, yeah. perfect all right oh. with the doctor too right so wait are we doing are we with doing the doctor? With the doctor I'm writing down there because I've been thinking uh looking at that stable thinking about Windrith and I feel bad about not trusting her with my horse for the day so I'm I'm bringing I'm bringing maid down gotcha. to her okay so okay. can we so are we doing Windrith Ludwig <clears throat> Catherine Windrith Windrith Edith and then call it like I, Edith's will not be long or yeah so when do you want to be there do you want to be there before during or after the scene with Ludwig Rainey oh man after if if Edith was last given the state of this letter it would be the most dramatic I feel like yeah okay. so I think that's Sounds what good. we'll do so it's it's getting towards right. night uh evening-ish and Windrith is making her way home three of us are yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, so this is what I imagine. So Windrith, Windrith gets home and um, she's milling about the farm for a hot stack. She comes and drops off the food and she calls to Pa. She's like, Pa, we got some food from the Ives. They were nice enough to bring us some cheeses and breads and all kinds of goodies. And she's like kind of milling about. And she's like, Pa, she calls out his name again. No response. Pa. And she's like kind of walking around the house and stuff because he's not where he's supposed to be. And she's like, hmm. Yeah, normally goes, you get some sort of response from your yeah, dad. Like a, like a grunt or something. Kind yeah. of like knock yeah, on something, wall. yeah. Yeah, or, or, or one of the boys says, oh, he's in here, whatever. 
So Windrith goes outside and she opens up the door to go outside. And I imagine like the carnival probably sets starts like just after sunset, right? Because it's like, I don't know. I, I imagine that would be maybe the race is before that, sunset. Oh, the race is before sunset. So okay. Can see it. So, okay. So it's not sunset yet. Um it's just getting late in the day. Sky is very just just like little little strips of red in the sky, maybe. Yeah. And uh Windrith goes outside and she sees Paul, uh, or I'm sorry, she sees Connor in the in the field and she's mom and she goes up, you know, hey, uh, Connor, have you seen dad? Is he out here? Connor's like, no, I thought he was inside. And mom's like, no, uh, he was inside. And she's like, he's not inside. So the family kind of rushes inside and they're looking all around the house and they can't find him. And Windrith is like freaking the fuck out right now. She's like, you can tell like she's she's like on the verge of panic right now um she's like freaking out she's like connor where's dad like you were home you were supposed to be watching him like is he did you leave him in the field where is he at and she like she's freaking out as this is happening right is she, and, is she inside yeah. while she's doing that uh yeah they're like tearing apart the house going outside looking around and stuff like that as you're kids, inside they're freaking out as you're inside freaking out at your younger brother you hear outside. <coughs> uh, Windrith kind of like, uh, it takes a second for her to register. And she's like, she like clenches her jaw because she's like, she doesn't have time for this bullshit right now. Right. And she walks over to the door and she opens the door kind of hastily. And uh, so I w- I'll say like the kids are still outside a little sure. bit. Uh, some of the, like the younger boys are outside. Mom's mm-hmm. outside. Maybe her and Connor were inside. And she sees you outside and she, she takes a step outside of the house, like towards you. And she's like, she's like, what do you want, Ludwig? You must be more careful, Windrith. I found your dad wandering about. And you see him, like he steps aside and you see him like in the carriage behind him, like bleeding. She looks at Ludwig for a quick second and then looks over to the carriage and sees her dad. And she just rushes towards the carriage to her dad. And she looks at her dad and she's like, Papa, she's like, what happened? And she's like, Ludwig kind of like, like hovers behind her. And, sure. and he's just like, he, you know, she's like, she's like holding his, like his head. Yeah. She's like holding him and she's like looking at him. And I would I, imagine I've, he's kind I, of like, like shaking a little bit. Yeah. And like, he's, like, he's clearly upset because of what happened. And, uh, and Ludwig is, is just like, um, yeah. I was out riding and I found him. I saw him walking in, in one of the, the fields and I, I tried to get him because I know he's not supposed to be. Now I'm going French. I know he's not supposed to be out by himself, but he fell and he, he hit his head on a rock. She she's she's hearing all of this. She's yeah. hearing all of this and she's listening to it. Um, And as she's listening to it and hearing it, she's staring her father like directly in the fucking eyes. And so he is like, I will say is, you're, you know, your father better yeah. than probably anyone better than anyone. And he, he's looking right at you and in just the smallest movement that Ludwig wouldn't notice, he looks you dead in the eye and just ever so slightly shakes his head. And that's how, you know, he know, like he's trying to tell you he's wrong. Yeah. Catherine uh, kind of turns her head, or not Catherine, I'm sorry. Windrith kind of turns her head quickly back at Ludwig and she's like, come on, Pa, let's get you back inside. 
and she she kind of like helps him down from the carriage. And, and Ludwig's like, like, "Come, let, let me help. Let me help." She's like, "I've got it, Ludwig." Why would you never accept my help, Ludwig? Have I done anything wrong to you? When have I done anything but help your family? Her jaw, her jaw clenches. Why do you not see that I am a nice guy? <laughs> her jaw, her jaw clenches. At, her jaw clenches at this moment, and I just imagine like the whole world kind of goes um, quiet, and you just hear her heartbeat, like boom, 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 like really, really quick heartbeat, and. Um, she uh she kind of assists the dad kind of to the front door where and Connor like kind of runs out and like helps her and she goes Connor get the boys inside and um she she turns around um and uh she she kind of like helps Connor get inside and she's like Daniel Philip inside the house now with a tone of finality and as Ludwig is kind of blubbering like an idiot, like, why don't you ever let me help you? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. She, she he, kinda... stopped, he stopped that when you get him in. He's just standing there. Yeah. And as you get him in, again, you hear it one more time. <clears throat> Windrith, um, Windrith takes a step inside the house to like help her father like in with Connor. And she comes back from around the door and she has a rifle in her hands. And she holds up the rifle. <laughs> And she fucking points it at Ludwig. What is and she this? Says, she says, she says, where did you say you found my father? He was walking in the field. By himself. Yes. She looks you is this in how the you eyes. Treat, this is how you treat me. She looks you in the eyes and she says, not likely. And she, she says, I want you off my land. It is my land, you bitch. She's like, her again, that heartbeat is. And boom, I boom, want boom, you boom, off of it. Boom. So if this is uh, how it's going to be, you get your fucking family and you get off of it. Can it, someone please got, spend a monologue token on Troy right the fuck now? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, oh, I was, wow. was great. I, I was gonna do it like I was gonna do it like five I'll, minutes ago, but now it's. Perfect. I mean, I'll yeah. Okay. Who's spending? I, I can to... spend one. And... All right, so I'll spend it. I'll do. I'll it. spend my. I'll spend. Whoa, I take so. my money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's what happens. Ready? Enemy. So she is looking. She's looking. She's looking down the fucking mm-hmm. iron crosshairs on this rifle at Ludwig, who's maybe I don't know. 10, 15 feet away from her near the carriage. Oh shit, he doesn't have a monologue token. Anyway, never mind. All right, go ahead. And um she gets a flat, she has another flashback, right? That that boom 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 of her heart. It gets a little bit like duller. Now it's just faint background noise. And what we see is we see we see Windrith in the stable, and it's dark out, and there's fire going around all over where the stable is. And you see another another man, and he he yells out to her, he says, Windrith. Keep the stables, he says, if they get the horses, we're done for. He says, hold the stables, hold the line. Do not let them get to the horses. And Windrith is a little bit younger. She, her hair is, her hair is uh, pulled back in a tight braid. And she looks at him and she says, she says, I, yes, Lieutenant. And um, you hear the sound of cannon fire and and muskets and stuff and and screaming and you hear horses neighing and you hear the sounds of combat in the distance right and everything gets a little bit quiet and Windrith is in the back of the stable and she's standing there with a rifle and there are horses in the stable 
and the horses are kind of, they're, they're uncomfortable. They know that something is going on, right? Only like animals can, can perceive things that we can't. And she's kind of standing there and um, everything goes a little bit quiet. And then she hears voices outside of the stable. And she recognizes them because they don't have the same, they don't have the same accent that she has and that her comrades have. And she kind of, she sits up, she was almost lulling off to sleep a little bit. And she, she grabs her rifle and she holds her rifle towards the entrance of the door and her hands are shaking a little bit and the rifle is shaking. And through the door, these, uh, these two men walk through the door and they are clearly wearing a uniform that is not hers and they have weapons with them. They have rifles of their own. And the men quickly see her towards the back. It's not very well lit. They see her and they, you know, oh, they kind of react and she lets off a shot and it hits one of the men and he's, and he falls and he staggers off to the side and the other man fires a shot at her and she dives into a stable to the side and everything is happening in like, in like flashes, like quick scenes. And before you know it, um, the other man is like, he's in the stable and they're fighting. They're fighting with, he's, he's got his sword and he's trying to hit her with it or his, uh, his, sorry, his rifle. And he's trying to hit her with it. And she, you know, grabs a pail and she like hits him with the pail. And then he grabs her and like smashes her into the stable and they both fall to the ground. And he's, the guy's like choking her and she's like trying to hold on to like consciousness. And she just grabs, like, she just, she just like grabs and gouges into his eye and flips the guy over. And they are just fighting like animals, like tooth and nail with everything that they have. Right. And there's just a split second where, you know, they, they kind of separate. They're both like getting their asses kicked right now. And Windrith grabs a, like a horseshoe and the guy like goes to grab his weapon and like level it at her. And right as he does that, right before he gets it on her, she, she grabs the horseshoe and she like hits him in the side of the head and he falls to the ground. And then you just see Windrith and she's just hitting him in the head over and over again with this, this iron horseshoe. And kind of that flashback ends and Windrith is sitting there and she's sitting back on that same bucket that she was sitting on at the back of the stable. And she's got blood all over her. She's breathing heavy. She's holding her ribs. She's got her rifle in one hand. And in that dim light, you just see her face and it's got blood all over it. And she's just standing there and she's just breathing heavy. And she's just like, and she's looking out at the entrance to the stable, like she's going to hold the line. And it pans back to the moment with Ludwig and she's got the rifle in her hands and she cocks back the hammer and she says, I'm not gonna say it again. And her hands go steady for a moment. There's no more shaking in the rifle. Okay. Uh, Ludwig looks you in the eyes and, and I wanna say he pisses his pants. Uh, so yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, and, um, <laughs> and it's just like, look what you made me do. Fine, fine. You will be off my land by the end of the week. And he just like waddles back <laughs> to his carriage and like climbs on it and like and rides away. Probably past Catherine. And as he's riding away, Catherine, he, or not Catherine, I keep saying Catherine. Windrith keeps the, the crosshairs on him as he's riding out of the lot. And the, the camera kind of pans in and it's like a profile of her and it gets to the, the rifle and you see the tip of the rifle and it moves down the rifle a bit more and you get to her hands and that that beating of her heartbeat, it comes back very loud and it drowns out any other noise. 
and you see her hands and her hands are shaking. All right. And I would imagine this is where Catherine yep. rolls it Catherine, up. Catherine, uh, towards the last sprint there, she she can't help herself. She takes made for she takes made for a fucking run. So uh, she spurs her into a gallop, ducks low, gets into that perfect proper riding position, and just lets this horse fucking go hell bent for leather. And she whips right by Ludwig's carriage, doesn't really even pay it at a second thought as she races up the final bends and wind uh, and winding turns to uh, Windrith's farm letting the wind whip through her hair, um, letting the pure like carnality of it, the, the horse's rasping breaths, the pounding of its heart, the heat of the animal, just wash all of the thoughts that have been troubling her today away. Um, and she has that moment where she's on there moving like the wind and she's free. Uh, she pulls the horse up, slows her down, lets her, lets her walk it off. Um, and is about to like start turning her in a couple circles, letting her like come down slowly. And she sees uh, Windrith with a, her rifle, probably not pointed at the moment, but in hand. It's still pointed at Ludwig. Still pointed at Ludwig. Fuck. She's um, still she's still holding the rifle, and her hands are still shaking. Catherine just pulls the horse up to a complete stop. Um, the horse is panting from the sprint, um, and she doesn't say anything. She just watches Windrith. Windrith has that thousand yard stare. She's back in her home country. She doesn't, she doesn't see you. She doesn't know you're there. She looks back toward the carriage, recognizes the carriage now. It clicks that it was it's Ludwig's carriage. And she gets off the horse. And uh, she approaches Windrith slowly. She has just a very, she has a very naked expression on her face, very bare. It's a little bit vulnerable. Um, it's a lot like forward. Her heart is going out to Windrith. There's a connection on her face just waiting to be made. And she reaches out her hand and uh, touches Windrith's uh, hand where it, where it rests on the bottom of the rifle. Mm-hmm. Wind. Wind Windrith. Windrith kind of, that, that touch, it kind of brings her back to reality, but slowly. Everything is still very, very slow. And she just, her hand's still kind of shaking. She just starts lowering the rifle. And when she lowers the rifle, um, she doesn't say anything. She doesn't make any noise, but tears just start coming down her, her face. Catherine looks a little, <laughs> there's a moment of like, a fear of just being taken completely aback and not knowing what to do when Windrith starts crying. And then she just sort of finishes lowering the rifle and hugs her. Yeah, at that point, Windrith just drops the rifle to the ground and she just starts sobbing and just kind of hugs Catherine. And at this point, I would say like Connor and her and her mom probably come outside and they and they like, all help you guys inside. Yeah, likely just Connor. It's not um, all that long ago. Connor, that yeah, mom might be inside Catherine while she was sobbing. <laughs> yeah, it was probably a very similar um, moment that you had. Yeah. And that is not lost on her. Uh, she sees the kids come running out and she's like, go back inside. Just give us a minute. Connor kind of, the oldest, looks over to Windrith looking for like a 
confirmation of anything. And she just gives him like a nod. He he nods and he kind of ushers the boys inside and the little one gripes a little bit, but he he gets them back inside. Once the kids are inside and the door is shut, Catherine just kind of turns Windrith's soldiers a little more toward her. So she's, she's looking at her and she says, when, what happened? Did he hurt you? She, uh, she looks at you and, um, she says, I think you hurt Pa. Her lips kind of thin and she, she thinks of her own family in that moment. And she understands that, uh, in some ways that's worse than hurting herself. (laughs) And she says, uh, there's more than one way to bury a man. She says, I know it. She says, I'm afraid we won't be able to stay here for long. We probably need to leave very soon. The carriage house is open. We don't have anyone visiting for another four weeks. We can put you up until we can find something else. It'll it'll be all right, Wynne. She looks at you and she says, I owe you, you much more. She lets out a deep breath and she says, we'll cross that road when we get there. I made you a promise and I intend to keep it. I'm going to win your horse race. She looks like she wants to say more, say something like to pursue the fact that this is an urgent problem and she's offering help. But she knows that Wynne needs this right now. And she understands that pride. She has it herself. So she kind of purses her lips and she just gives her a firm nod. She, uh, she goes inside, she says a few words to her family. Um, and then she comes back outside to meet you and she says, well, we're losing daylight. Best be going. I brought Maid if you want to ride her to the grounds. <laughs> she, um, she kind of wipes the mud and the, or the dirt and the tears from her face. And she lets out like a big genuine smile. And uh, she goes up to the horse and she, she strokes its mane and then she like grabs its mane in her hand and she, she pats the horse on the neck and she whispers something in her native language into the horse's ear. And then she just swings up onto the back of the horse. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. um, as when you hop up onto the back of the horse, um, uh, Edith, what's, I was just going to say, what's, uh, what are the middle brother's names? Uh, so the youngest so is Philip. We have Owen is eight. Daniel is um, eleven, and Connor is seventeen. Okay, so this would, so would be Daniel. Daniel um, kind of pokes outside really quick, and he you would have mentioned that you were going to the race tonight, or yes, right? Yep, and I basically made sure that Dad was all squared away, and so Dan- relayed Daniel, what I learned to Connor. Yeah, Daniel comes out. He sees you on the horse, uh, and he. Uh, uh, is carrying what looks like a bundle of cloth. And he just, he kind of gives like a slight bow to, to Catherine uh, and then just holds up the bundle. And I already Windrith, know what it is. You, this is- I already know what it is. Uh, I'll wear you? it. I'll wear it. It's your is dad's it? old riding coat. Oh, okay. I thought it would have been my uniform, but that, yeah, that makes sense. She says- From when he used to be a horseman and he just holds it up to you. 
she she grabs it and she says you're a good man daniel you're a good boy daniel you'll be a good man and she takes the coat and she uh unceremoniously kind of she like holds it for a quick sec and then she like dons it as she's on the back of the horse and she like she like feels the the shoulders and how it fits in the arms and the sleeves and it's a it's a fairly heavy piece of clothes you know it's meant to keep you warm and and safe from the weather but it just has a tremendous weight to it it has the weight of of her family of their history of her people of her home of sacrifice and it weighs heavily on her but at the same time she she breathes deeply and she feels like for the first time in a long time that she's she's ready to bear that weight and it sits comfortably on her and although it's not visible on the coat you can you can just feel it on one of the inside pockets is um a medal that you were given at the end of the war you didn't want to keep it for yourself. You wanted to make sure your dad had it. And he mm. put it in the inside pocket of his chest. So it was always close to his heart mm. because that's his for gallantry. <laughs> so even with his jacket on, your sacrifice and your work is still there too. Mm. And Daniel awesome. kind of gives a little nod and heads back inside. Aww. That's awesome. All right, Edith. Top it. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm actually thinking this would be because what I had planned is actually. It's going to be rough, so it's going to be rough. So am I just going to be like an awkward third wheel? Because like I'm getting the horse that Windrith borrowed. And I'm getting so, that well, horse. No, because no, if the two of you were getting ready to head to the race, right, that's the mm-hmm. plan. Um, yep, getting may- late in the day. Maybe you guys oh, leave yeah. before Edith gets there because I'd love to have a scene where like Edith tells her coach driver to stop over for a second, overlooking some, you know, like pastoral hills and things like that. And she just needs a moment because she just came from the Ives estate where she told Paul, you'll be my rider. I couldn't find Windrith, you know? And like, she's realizing that like, um, she stopped at Windrith's house on the way there. And it wasn't like the society she knows. She wasn't received. Nobody there was like, you know, there was two children. It was like, what am I the doing reality here? Of- you know what I mean? Like she was like, what am I doing here? Right. Monologue. This, <laughs> this monologue. Do it. Monologue. I can't. I can't spend one. I already spent one. I know we're getting. We've already spent two monologue tokens. So, but um, two for the finale. What do we do? Yeah, so, let's save some for the. T- okay. Okay. Well, I, I'll okay. still give a, a basically a mini one. Is yeah. where like Edith is. There's expectations. She's been raised to expect a certain thing, um, and is, is raised to, you know, not having the life she's known would be she can't even conceive it and stopping at Windrith's is like nice for a moment where she's just like look at these dirty little kids like how quaint but then like the realization hits and she's like what like they don't understand anything though you know what I mean and so she went to the Ives estate was immediately received was immediately seen you know what I mean like tended to Paul came she talked Their with gardeners who, white gloves clipping yeah. the rose bushes like, like under- samurai sword yeah, yeah and, samurai and, sword <clears throat> well actually you know what I love Amber, that you just said rose bushes for Catherine, because this is going to play into what I'm going to say. Is and um, yeah, like it's the life that she expects to live when she goes somewhere to see someone, and she like these things. And she didn't see Windrith because Windrith is too busy working. Who the fuck works? You know what I mean? Like that's not the point. I am your work. That is what Edith is. You know what I mean? Like she understands. Like that is what she expects. And 
um not entirely but you know what I mean like she expects to be lady of the house like there's she's to be kept occupied with certain things and going to a cottage is not one of them right and so she stops over and she's looking over the the fields and she looks over the hills and she sees the cottages like Winchett's families that have these hardworking families on them that's not her place her place is overseeing those it's it's keeping these people complacent and productive and like again in her mind like that's the life that she's been led to understand so she takes out uh, a small piece of parchment and you know like sits there and like like the, the, the carriage driver like drops down like a blanket and like does a, and she like sits there for a moment and she writes a letter uh because we're not going to have the epistolary phase and she does this and um seals it, seals it with a young kiss seals it with a, a, a tiny tear as it drops on it rolls it up and and ties a little neat little bow from her hair around it with a locket of her hair in it why not that seems appropriate for the time uh, cuts it with like you know whatever and ties it together this nice nice little thing and um, she goes back to the carriage driver and she says uh, we will be taking a detour and they go back towards Windrith's family's cottage um, it's up to you Troy and Amber if I think it'd be even better if I missed you and you're not there and I hand this me and I hand whatever. And I hand this to one of your brothers and I say, make sure your sister gets this. Uh, it, it's uh, it's Connor that, that sees you as he- I like it. It's a punch just waiting to fall. We know it's- Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, I, and I have written a quick little four, four line poem mm-hmm. and we can either end this session on what Edith, what Edith wrote to Windrith and Windrith will hear. And I think dramatically speaking, right before the race starts would be like the perfect time to do it. Or we can just read it right before the race starts next time. I say wait. Okay. What do you guys think? Troy, you're muted. I like I like the I, I like that leaving that mystery sitting there all until yeah. the yeah. session. Like, yeah, wondering with dread, like, is this a breakup letter? Is this a what? What does it say? Just remember like, that mm-hmm. Catherine said that she had people tending her rose bushes. That's all I will say. Come over here and there's dandelions fucking growing. Tulips. <laughs> <laughs> Tulips, full circle. Tulips. <laughs> the tulips, the most um, failed of all the flowers in my tulips. <laughs> so, uh, the so, tulip market. So, uh, Connor takes your letter. Uh, he lets you know um, she will be um, Windrus up the races all night. So, it might be a bit late when she receives your letter. Do your best to see that she receives it as soon as possible. And then she just gives you more money. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I, yeah, we we should be able to get like, to her. Expedite. They, they do I mean, still have. They do still have the horse. They have horse. the horse. Yeah, which I don't, yeah. And I was gonna say, I don't think that the in this case, Edith wouldn't give the money to like deliver this parcel. Like, I think the the hair tied in a bow around a letter is like kind of like the this is an. It's enough thing. to indicate. Connor, to them that, like, he's he's not a man of society, but he understands that he's not dumb he's not, he's not dumb yeah. he's yeah. had the most confer- like serious yeah. conversations with Windrith right. over the years all right like, so, so we'll leave that hanging then oh boy so <laughs> as as it just starts to hit sunset and everyone heads to the fairgrounds to Wait. prepare i'm oh, sorry no. 
Wait, we didn't we didn't ever get to see Lord Harcourt's reaction to the letter that he found on the floor. Let's leave that hanging too. We're gonna leave that hanging too. Okay. Oh, yes. that's so many things for next time. So we see this letter yeah. sitting in the hand, then Lord Harcourt picking up the letter on the floor. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> perfect. You leave yes. that so letter in your hand, and the same thing. Lord Harcourt, in the meantime, yeah. is getting like ready to Catherine getting ready to head side out. by side. This is so good. And he finds the letter on the ground as he's leaving, and he picks it up, and he's like, "What's this?" And he opens it. And he starts reading it. Damn. Yeah. Perfect. So we, as we see, um, we see, you know, Connor take the letter uh, and Edith gets back in her carriage and starts going down the road. Camera kind of goes back and we see uh, Windruth and Catherine side by side on horseback together heading to the festival. And it kind of pans out further and you see more and more carriages and horses and you could just see the horse racing ringing in the distance. And then it kind of swerves sideways uh, into the Harcourt estate where you see uh, Remington has just made his way to the front door, fixing up his coat. He bends down to, to check his boots and he sees a letter on the floor. He, he kind of tilts his head a little and he picks it up, sees it's addressed to him and opens it and begins to read. I like the idea of the final shots, like focusing on people's shoes because they say so much about them too, like Catherine and Windrith and like Catherine's fine riding boots and Windrith's beaten old fucking whatever, whatever the fuck's in the Probably her cavalry. What, what, her, what were her cavalry her brother, boots? Actually, Connor she's going to ride, but they just like beat stepping the up on the farm yeah. horse. Mm-hmm. Lord Harcourt's fine polished shoes as he reaches down to grab the letter. Like, ah. Oh. Good stuff. And that is where we will end it for this oh, episode of Good Society. So, good. so awesome. Oh my God. Oh my God. That was so good, guys. That was amazing. Uh, Brady, you're muted. I can't wait to be in chat tomorrow. And just I know. Like, I hope Fucking people are nailed it. going bonkers on this show. Oh my it's God. Nice. This ending was phenomenal. So, like crazy. This whole well, episode was take so us good. Out, Sarah, and we can. So, yeah. uh, so here's the thing. You guys are going to have to wait a bit longer for the ending. That's fine. Because our next session, our, what would be our next session, I will be in California. Oh, okay. So professional con shit. I, I am presenting at a conference in California because I'm professional and I don't know. I know what I'm doing. Um, yeah. So unfortunately, that means happy, happy fun times has to wait. Wow. Like a whole month. A month. To end good society, and I'm so shit. sorry. <laughs> we'll do a one shot. We have to rewatch our shit to really, get into uh, it again. Really, well, we, well, let me ask: Do we want to record again to do it? I oh, I guess have time. she's going to be in okay. California okay. the whole Fair time. Enough. Yeah. Okay. I Fair so enough. I leave okay. on. I'll be leaving on the Wednesday, and we'll okay. be getting ready all week. So I no I'll be panicking for my presentation. No problem. One, we'll shot, one shot madness. Yeah. There will be a one shot at that time. Um. And, and when we when we figure out exactly what will be happening and who's around, we will share that on all of our social medias. A month to wait on this letter? I know. Oh, no. oh, my I know. God. It was just the timing. It was, it was bad timing, yes. unfortunately. Oh. Um, these letters. It Randy's sucks the like most for our live viewers and current followers. Those of you who are just going to binge watch whole episodes, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> you're fine. Just binge watch whole series. <laughs> but us, we're struggling. We're gonna kill no it. Shit. To live it. Damn it. No shit. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Good Society. And as as Randy said earlier, I, I hope you guys can see why I gush about this system so much, uh, and and why it is uh, so much fun for me, uh, both as a player and a facilitator, uh, and a fan of Jane Austen. 
And um, a fan of Story Brewers, please go support them. Yeah, absolutely. Not only do they, they have, have a bunch of other good games, game, yeah. uh, they just recently successfully funded a sports anime game, which uh, follows kind of the same vein of uh, like storytelling prompts like they do yep. with this. And I, I will be running that because I love sports animes. So yes. fair. Hey, re- uh, hey, hey, Sarah, who's watching this, put the link to Story Brewers in Twitch chat, you fuck. <laughs> i'll put it i'll put it in the uh, podcast episode as well Perfect. and you can Thank put you. it up with the uh, youtube video that, oh my god you want me to yell at myself I, do you want me to yell at myself in asmr oh my god no there's yeah hey, uh, okay hey hey future sarah hey future Ooh. sarah hanging out in chat um go ahead and post that star brewers like you little fuck thanks <laughs> hey sarah can you do can you do the whole outro just in a really nice i feel like we need to cut this all out <laughs> Let's do the outro. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of DMs After Dark. You can find us on any podcast episode uh, where there's salt. And what else does Sarah say? Uh, no. Like, <laughs> about, all right. All right. Twitter, I'm taking this shit show on Facebook. the road. Thank you, everyone, so much for watching this week's episode of DMs After Dark. You. We are very sorry, but we love you, you very much. Uh, you so can. Bad. Follow us on all of our social medias at DMs After Dark. You can also email us one-on-one at DMs After Dark at gmail.com to tell us how much you hate us. We accept. Subscribe for more horse noises. (laughs) Please please consider following the channel if you want to watch more. Subscribe to our YouTube. And if you have some extra Bezos money to throw at us, please consider subscribing to our Twitch. It really does help us. Um, Listen to our podcast between this, Modified Roles, and 1D6, 1D4. Uh, We're going to be coming out with a lot more podcast content. Please give them a listen, review, rate. We love it. It means a lot to us. Um, We're sorry. until it's the perfect time. ending. Until next time, stay next ASMR. Time. The worst ending. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Everyone. Bye. Goodbye. This is why I can't run games for you. I have no context for all the ASMR shit. <laughs> oh my god, that was amazing. Oh, <laughs> you guys. Horrible. This is how we lose followers. <laughs>